the blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We're the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and a whole lot more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm Adam. I'm John. And I'm Tess. Hello, Tess. Love the energy that you just said your name with. Fantastic <laughs> job at that, at saying your own name. You, uh, you you passed that part. Uh, <laughs> yes. I know. It's eight in the morning, too. I'm ready. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tess. You are a host of the OCD podcast with our friend Corey, and you're a friend. Uh, you uh, and John, John, you recorded that. Actually, why am I talking? You guys uh, have, have met, and John, you were on her her podcast. And how about you guys just, Tess, how about you explain to all of us who you are and how awesome you are? Awesome. So in 1990, my parents, they fell Starting in love. Starting way back. And, oh, wait, way back. Wait, wait, no, bring it back. Way back. It's no. a little. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we don't got that long. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Tess. I'm from OCD Podcast, which stands for Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. And if you can't tell by the title, I'm a nerd as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually a late-blooming nerd, I like to call myself. So on our podcast, Corey, who many of you may know, because he's been on here for the trivia show, mm-hmm. right? Multiple and, times, um, not just for that, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's all over. He's all over. Um, so he is a, the comic book guru, and I'm the comic book rookie. And we've been, um, you know, that's and there's where the discussion lies. So we like review comic books, and we have a lot of fun. And I make fun of his nerdum, and and yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic show, and uh, we mentioned it Thank before you. on our I think our last episode or two episodes ago that John was doing a guest spot on on your, and it was. Yes. Um, yeah, is that in that episode? Is that but that doesn't come out until February? Guys, doesn't come out until February. Guys, that's all right. Well, this one doesn't come out until yeah. February either. You, you can't oh. call it a spoiler alert because right after we recorded it, both of you and Corey like posted stuff about oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. you did. You're you put right. it, that's Nobody's right. Nobody's watching though, right? Nobody's listening. Um, yeah, we recorded Red Sonia. So John suggested that we. So whenever we have a guest, which we would love to have you, Adam, anytime if you could just not cuss for maybe <clears> an hour. <throat> maybe. Mm, I'm not so sure about that, Tess. Okay, well, then I'm going to make Corey edit you, bleep bleep you. So, Corey, that's on him. Um, Yeah, so John came on, and um, we read Red Sonia, and we reviewed it, and it was awesome, and we can't wait to have you back, John. That was really fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we are doing an episode, our Ode to Tess episode, really, oh. is kind of what we're doing. Well, uh, you know, we wanted to collab since uh, John was on your episodes, and so we wanted to kind of also, you know, get you on ours, spread the love. Um, you know, we're all under the same kind of, you know, we're all trying to help each other out here. We're all in the podcasting world, so it's all, it's all yeah, give each other some love. So you had talked about wanting to do Firefly and Serenity. Um, this mm-hmm. is definitely cult classic stuff here. Um, and we'll get into a little bit more about, you know, like the whys and what you liked about stuff and things like that in a second. Um, but like, you know, this is this is a very um, beloved franchise. Yeah, I love Firefly, dude. I discovered it in college very late in the game. And uh, I was like, dang, has this been around how long? And what do you mean it's only one season? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's amazing for a show that um, that only lasted one season how much... Um, it's really permeated pulp, pop culture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're still doing panels like twenty, almost twenty years later. <laughs> yeah, you are so right. Uh, all right, um, and for 
one thing that we typically do on this podcast is we do our movie breakdown first, and then we talk about the show or a show, and then we talk about a casting. So what we are going to do for this episode, we are going to do a uh, review of the show. We're going to talk Firefly before we talk the movie and do our full breakdown of Serenity, because... As most people would know, the show came before the movie. Unlike a lot of other stuff that we talk about, the movie uh, then begets the show. Here it's vice versa. So we're going to do our show first, and then that, and then we're going to recast Firefly. We're going to take all of the main nine characters from the show slash movie, and then we are going to put in actors of today. So I, I think I made a kick-ass cast. I'm not going to lie. Um, hopefully y'all, <laughs> hopefully y'all have a good second place or something. You guys can fight for second place, but I I'm, I'm going to have the best. I had a lot of ideas. So this morning I'm sitting down, like at, like talking to my husband. I'm like, okay, is it this one or this one? We're like looking at faces, like, but they were trying to figure it out. It's very serious stuff here. If you're going to recast, you know, you got to take it very seriously. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as opposed to us going out and talking, well, we're going to talk about the movie, which came out in 2005. So, John, how about instead, you know, I know we're not going right into it, but still, we need to know what the hell happened in 2005. Yeah, 2005. I remember it well. Uh, the movie came out on September 30th. Of 2005, um, no surprise, the Billboard Top 100 single, Gold Digger by Kanye West. That song was everywhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that great. I don't really I go back and I listen to it and it's like it's it's okay. I mean it's, it's okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh if you were watching TV, chances are you were watching a TV show that is based in my hometown. And that was very popular and I think is still running on that CSI. Okay. Oh, yeah. That show will not die. No. What city were they on? Were they on Miami? No, the original is in Las Vegas. Oh, 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 right. And then the spinoffs came. Yes. But like they all, uh, I can't stand all that. And John and I have had this discussion. CSI, NCIS, all of that stuff is just trash and they all look terrible. (laughs) I can't stand them. But he's a fan. He doesn't like procedural shows. Yeah, it's very soap opera-y too. It is. It's exactly, yeah. Ugh. We get it. You guys are going to make out later, and then you're going to find a dead body. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the production pisses me off, too. The ca- the camera is constantly moving and, like, trying to make it, like, seem dynamic. It's just like, just fucking put it on sticks. Just put it on the goddamn tripod and stop moving the fucking camera. Um, stop being artsy. Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> exactly. It's not working. That's how I felt about any all those movies that started using shaky cam. Uh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You know, get, after know. Blair Witch, it kind of really... Yes. And, and, oh, and the Jason God. Bourne stuff. Get a goddamn steady cam, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were those invented yet? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, they, I don't even remember. It was like the mid-2000s to, to the early 10s. You would constantly see movies that were constantly using handhelds, like just shaky stuff all over the place. It drove me crazy. Yeah, you walk out of the theater, you're like, ooh. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Can't can't hold my popcorn anymore. (laughs) Um, All right, so so kind of getting back to 2005, uh, New York Times bestseller of that week was The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown, which is a great book if you've ever read it. 
Yeah. Um, and I, the movie was pretty good, but I think the book was was a little bit better, more cohesive. And the best-selling video game of that year was, no surprise here, actually, Madden NFL 06. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who was on the cover by chance? Not a clue. I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> chances are I didn't know who they were. I liked the games. I didn't care who was on the cover. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Maybe it was someone like Vince Young when he w- went to the Tennessee Titans or some shit like that. Not a clue. Not I good. love Doesn't the Titans. Matter. Go Titans. Anyway, that was 2005. <laughs> oh, I wanted to mention this, and I don't know if you're going to keep this in or not, so I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. I was listening to the OCD podcast, and I believe, Tess, you were talking about like the last time you remembered the Tennessee Titans being in the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> that was 2000, right? Was I thought it was 98, but if it's 2000, I mean, that's I believe it was enough, 2000. Right? It's okay. definitely not 98 because the Falcons were in the oh, 98 yeah, right. against the Broncos. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was on a football podcast. <laughs> Here, that's the only one I fucking know because of the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, because we were from okay. Atlanta. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Uh, that Super Bowl was held in Atlanta. I was in the Super Bowl halftime show for that game. Wait, what? Right. How? Were you a cheerleader? What happened? No, no, no. I was uh I was in the actual like full <laughs> full blown job. half yeah, no. You imagine me in a skirt. Um, no. please don't. Please don't imagine me in a skirt. No, I was a I was a drummer in that that was my, my first year of college nice. and I got recruited to be a drummer in that show. That's freaking cool. So I got I got to drum with uh, Tori Braxton, Phil Collins. Christina Aguilera. So you're cooler than us. Now that we <laughs> yeah, established trust that. maybe you. you. Keep it for yourself. I'm pretty damn cool too. <laughs> you wouldn't That's you would cool. not have been able to pick me out. Because there okay. were there's a lot of people and we were in this big elaborate costume. So but I was in the show. Wow. And here we are. I've met you. Finally. <laughs> Twenty years later. <laughs> and nothing is different. <laughs> Still drumming. Yeah. Well let's let's turn this podcast back on me. Um, just remember <laughs> I'm oh, the important right, right. One. Oh hey. Just, hey <laughs> I am the attention whore on this podcast, (laughs) not John. Uh, Anyway, all right. Thank you, John. That was fantastic facts from 2005. And uh, we will jet set our way. We will, I don't know. Float our way. Float brown coat our way. I don't know. We're going to get into Firefly. We're not going to brown coat our way. (laughs) No. (laughs) Fine. Whatever. Where's Wash when we need him? Okay. Yeah. Oh, never mind. We'll go talk about that. (laughs) Too soon. Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Okay. All right, Firefly. This show started in 2002. It went through to 2003. Um, It was one season, a total of 14 episodes on Fox. Fox, the killer of all good things too soon. Uh, Which, (laughs) womp womp. This show, uh, now very famously, was created uh, by writer and director Joss Whedon. If you don't know who Joss Whedon is, you're an idiot. Get out Uh, of your rock. (laughs) Yeah. um, But... He has done some amazing things, uh, other cult classic stuff like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Dr. Singalong Blog, which I am a huge fan of Dr. Singalong Blog. I even cosplay as uh, Captain Hammer, played by Nathan Fillion, uh, Mal in this show. Just got fucking love that thing. Um, but he also is the creator of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which was a show on ABC for a good while, just recently ended their run. I didn't know that. That's dope. Yeah. Um, he wrote the Astonishing X-Men comic book series. If you haven't read that, you should. It's a really damn good one. Um, and he was the director of the Avengers movie and Age of Ultron. Um, and then he also wrote uh, some crappy stuff. Like he wrote the Alien Resurrection movie, uh, that fourth one. Did you ever see where, <laughs> where Ripley has like sex with a weird alien queen morphed weird thing? That sounds no. like a great movie. I don't understand. Oh, it is not. 
Uh, Alien Resurrection is trash, but it wasn't all just his fault. The French director really fucked things up, too. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's that's some of the basics here. This show, Firefly, stars uh, Nathan Fillion as Captain Malcolm Reynolds. You Woo! probably know him. Woo, yeah, he is awesome. Um, I love him from Doctor's Horrible Singalong blog. You might know him from he had a long-running show, Castle. Uh, mm-hmm. fairly recently um, and actually his first kind of thing that I remember him from he had a part in uh, Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place if you guys remember that show at all no I don't no, I never saw that <laughs> well yeah <laughs> you're good? too young Tess uh, let me, that's, let's talk a little bit about that. this is definitely a podcast that you know we John and I might eventually get to some more mid 2000s kind of stuff but this was when I 2005 or 2000, 2002 2003 I was in high school and John you were in college at this point and so there is definitely still the nostalgia for some of this area, but like we t- typically try to go to our kids' stuff. But for you, Tess, you called this one out uh, before we get into like the rest of the starring roles. Like, I'm curious, what made you want Firefly so much? Like, what introduced you to this show? Nothing epic. Just Netflix was like, hey, you may like this one. Oh wait, no, I'm totally lying. What am I saying? No, I was a uh, I was an engineer apprentice right out of college, and my boss was obsessed with it. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? And they started getting like the Kaylee Pop Funkos, and they're like, you have to watch this show. It's incredible. It will break your heart. Da 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 da. Like whatever, <laughs> whatever. And I finally got around to it, and I freaking fucking excuse me, I can curse. Let it out. <laughs> let it out. I fucking binge watched it, man. And it was mm-hmm. like so good. And I don't know. I just love it. I gravitate towards sci fi anything. And this one just like hooked me. And I was waiting because I was going to say Harry Potter. And then I was like, no, I can do better than that. And I was like, no, dude, Firefly. Firefly's dope. Like my husband and I want to name our child Serenity. Like we love oh, that nice. show. Well, that's good. That gives you immediate nerd cred. I mean, Harry Potter is good, Ooh. but that's so, uh, you know, too big pop culture. This, if you say this, <laughs> people are like, oh, Tess is cool. Uh, and you are cool. And you can't say I'm too young because I like a lot of shit from the past. And I'm very up to date, my friend. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to beat you, John. Oh, no, John's being nice to me right now. But you, if I was playing against you. Well, yeah. Well, so, it's also, also, to be fair, like, all things 80s and 90s are really big right now. So even true. if you mm-hmm. even if you weren't even if you didn't like grow up in that time, it's kind of hard to avoid it. So it's it's no it would really be no surprise if you were a fan of, of older things because they're they're everywhere now. That's true. That's true. So yeah. well, I'm just going with the trends, you know. I guess. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I'll re- finish through the casting and then I'm going to co- come back to kind of that question of where you found it uh, with John. Um, but okay, so uh, Zoe Washburn is played by Gina Torres. You might recognize her from Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. Wash is played by Alan Tiddick. We fucking love him and everything. Uh, he's in Rogue One. He's the uh, robot, the, like, the assassin droid in that one. He's in Wreck-It Ralph as King Candy. He's in Dodgeball as Steve the Pirate. Alan Tiddick is is freaking awesome Dude, in pretty much everything he does. That's cool. I didn't know all that. I'm learning. <laughs> He's the chicken in um, Moana. Is he? What? <laughs> Shut up. Are you yeah, serious? That's yeah. freaking cool. That's awesome. Uh, Inara is played by Marina Baccarin. She has been in Gotham. She was in a short-lived show, V. But most of us nowadays remember or know her from her work in Deadpool, the movie 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane is played by Adam Baldwin. He was in Independence Day, Full Metal Jacket, and he had a long-standing show um, with uh, Zachary Levi in the show Chuck. And just so y'all know, he's not a Baldwin brother. That is, I think, uh, a common thing. A lot of people might think, oh, it's Adam Baldwin. He must be with, with uh, Alec and Stephen and William Baldwin. No, he's he just happens to also be named Baldwin. 
So. We did look that up just to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Kaylee is played by Jewel State. Uh, the only other thing that I kind of recognized her from was Stargate Atlantis. Uh, she had mm. a bit. Be a pretty decent part in that one. Dr. Simon Tam was played by Sean Mayer. Um, he's done plenty of stuff, but the only thing that I kind of recognize, he voiced Nightwing in a whole bunch of like DC uh, kind of animated uh, straight to video movies and things like that. Okay. So he's been he's been kind of like a Robin slash Nightwing voice for a good bit. Um, River Tam was voiced or was played by Summer Glau. She's been on the recent Arrow show. Uh, doing a character on that, as well as she was in the Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles show um, mm-hmm. that, you know, it lasted, I think, maybe only like two seasons, but it was that starred Lena Headey uh, from Game of Thrones as as Sarah Connors or Sarah yeah. Connor. And then Shepard Book is played by Ron Glass. He's done tons of stuff. He's been acting for a long time, but his biggest role was probably in the show Barney Miller. Yeah. He was uh, in the detective show way back then. So, And then there's only one other casting I want to call out. Unfortunately, I was really hoping there was going to be some kind of sounds that our man Frank Welker did, but he did not. <laughs> but while while I was hunting, because in my every everything I check for Frank Welker now... Um, I did notice that this little hottie uh, is definitely, you know, everybody had a crush on him in the, you know, mid 2000s. A young Zac Efron played yes! young yes! Simon Tam in an episode, <laughs> which is just like, holy crap. <laughs> when I so. saw that, I took a picture and I sent it to my husband. I'm like, look, it's baby Zac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adorable. But now he's a massive heartthrob. Yes. Good for him. Yeah. I'm not jealous <laughs> at all. Uh, okay, so I've kind of gone back and forth. I was going to say, dude's stacked. I would be jealous. Uh, oh, dude, <laughs> of course. He's got like a body fat of like 0.3%. A guy, he, yeah. He's looking fucking good. I mean, he's I'm doing well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So, Tess, you kind of let us know about how you got into Firefly. Um, John, how about yourself? Like, what, what, uh, how did you know about this show? Uh, or if you did, or is this the first time you watched it? I you know I was vaguely aware of it. I, it was not something I watched until my wife made me sit down and watch it. Um, at some point, we went on some sort of Netflix bender, probably during the summer break in between school years, and we were just going on a bunch of stuff, and this was included in it. And I remember liking it okay the first time, but liking it much better this last time going around to prepare for this episode. Mm. Okay. And I'll talk more about that sort of towards the end when we do our final thoughts. And I had a very similar thing. Like, I had always heard of Firefly, but I never really, I don't know, had the inclination to give it a shot up until probably my now wife moved in with me. And I'm the big movie buff in our relationship, but, like, <laughs> she came with, like, maybe a handful of DVDs. And mm-hmm. some of those were she had the series of Firefly and she had Serenity. And then basically she was like, yeah, you're going to fucking watch this with me. My And my <laughs> wife, she hates everything like movies and pop cultures <laughs> she 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 absolutely just we were very different people on that aspect where i love like all movies and pretty much everything and she just hates them but she adores firefly so she pretty much sat me down um, and introduced me to it I, I very much enjoyed it when i first saw it and then you'll hear my thoughts later on how i feel of it held up or not was she excited that you we were going to review it yes oh yeah she she watched it with me and she watched serenity with me and i was trying to get her to shut up because she kept making comments because she was just so (laughs) it's funny it's it's funny watching movies with her when she's actually excited because she can't not make little comments because she gets so giddy about something because normally if i'm if we're watching something she's also making comments 
but she's just like making fun of it the whole time and just be like, oh, well, that's stupid. Or what the fuck? That's what I mean, it's just like, and I'm just like, honey, shut up. I'm enjoying this. I'm trying to watch. But this time she's just like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. And I'm just like, who the fuck are you? It's the Mystery Science Theater 3000 you didn't ask for. Yeah, very much so. And especially when I'm like typing my notes and I'm trying to like, you know, pay attention. And she just keeps really like adding work. in her two cents. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's cute. It's cute. It's cute to see her actually enjoy something. So, yeah. All right. So the style of the show, very cool. Kind of, they kind of take it very stylish. It's it's 100% a space Western and they dive into that fully. Like they play that up and I think it works really well. You know, they kind of, I mean, from everything about it, just the way they're acting, the way they have the music, um, this is 100% a Western feel, but it just, it's out in space. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of have all the exact kind of regular tropes of that you would like with a Western, um, you know, where you kind of like the hardened main guy, but, you know, really a heart of gold, that kind of stuff. But like, you know, he he has to lead a team and, and, you know, his kind of his gang, if you will, and that kind of stuff. But it was something that, you know, we didn't really see with sci-fi all that much. You know, I mean, I guess sci-fi Western was probably maybe it was around. I feel like it's almost a normal thing now, but it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound weird, but I don't remember, you know, you go back and think like Star Trek, you know, any of that kind of stuff. None of them really tried this kind of, this mixing of styles. It was yeah. sci-fi was its own thing. And this one really kind of did it differently. Yeah. They even added in Chinese to their language. Like it was very, it, at first, mm-hmm. and that's like alarming at first when I was like, wait a minute, they're trying something really different here. Like give it a shot, you know? That's, that, that was really cool because apparently like the history of the of earth at that time is apparently like the U.S. and China has kind of like taken over everything. And so they kind of meld into like one government. Um, and so you have people speaking English, but like it, they throw in the, these at, at this. Usually it's like when they're cursing or doing yeah. <laughs> some kind of like, you know, kind of like a punctuation or some, some something like that, some kind of exclamation. Um, they're doing it with Chinese, which is pretty interesting and i wish i knew chinese to to kind of i feel like it would be a fun little extra that you would get that other people wouldn't out of this show it's a great way to get around the censors i was yeah. just gonna say that yep yep <laughs> totally right yep Very cool. <laughs> and they didn't translate it at the bottom either you just had to assume what it was <laughs> yep yeah which i think works better yeah mm-hmm. it does Absolutely. Uh, so the series is set in the year 2517 um, after the arrival of the humans at a new star system. And it basically it's following the adventures of this renegade crew of the um, of the spaceship that's called Serenity. And it's a Firefly class spaceship. So I did think it was kind of strange that like for the TV show, they called it Firefly, but the Firefly, it's not even the name of the ship. It's not the name of any character. It's the name of the type of ship that it yeah. is. It, it's, it's like just, Toyota it's, or Ford. Yeah, like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, if you had, yeah, if it was um, instead of calling it, you know, Knight Rider or, you know, being Kit, it would have been called Pontiac. Yeah. And that, yeah. that, is, right. that is so strange. <laughs> that, to me, that sounds like some sort of studio meddling, uh, like the studio thinking, oh, this, that, you know, Serenity will never sell as a show name. Use Firefly instead. That to yeah. me, that's what it sounds like. Very possible, but it it works as a cool name. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Fire, Firefly is a cooler name, and it sets up well for having the movie later being called Serenity. Yeah, it it's like they did it on purpose so. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's one thing that the show kind of does well, and maybe not with like the name, but in general, setting things up. I mean, granted, you don't you don't get payoff because. 
Um, very famously, Fox canceled the show after mm-hmm. its first season because it didn't get enough ratings for them, and probably is fair, probably fairly expensive to create because yeah. it's you know high high graphics and just production value. But what really sets this show apart is the writing by Joss yeah. Whedon. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's all heart from top to bottom. That's why we love yeah. it. That's why you connect with the characters. And it's like, and you guys are both talking about your wives loving it. I mean, it's the, I don't know if it's the first time, but it's certainly a very significant show where there's a lot of badass females. Like, they're getting shit mm-hmm. done, man. Yeah. Like, there's no gender, I mean, there are gender roles, but there's like, it's not like, oh, she's a girl. It's like, oh, no, Zoe can fuck them up. <laughs> Throw her in. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Zoe can really fuck them up. I would not want to be on the other side of Zoe's gun. Let me tell you that. <laughs> no, exactly. And and with the similar side, you get Inara, um, who is ju- she can throw back the wit just mm-hmm. as quick as Mal can, which is a lot of fun to see as well. Like their dynamic is is really fun. Yeah, so. they never kiss in the end. I was <laughs> like, guys, <laughs> you got to wrap that up too. Come on. <laughs> yeah, this show is good at really giving you what you wanted, but then also not giving you a lot of what you wanted and still kind of craving more. And I think that's probably why it ended up with such a cult following. Um, mm-hmm. Because even after the movie that we'll talk about, uh, you didn't you didn't get all of the satisfying endings that you kind of wanted. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's still some something to be to be told there. And you're just like, fuck, I still want more. Damn it. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like I said, that's why they're still at panels. People are like, I was watching yeah. panels on YouTube and they're asking the same fucking questions. And I'm like, they've got to get, what's your favorite part? What was yeah. your favorite line? Yeah. Who's your favorite person on set? Guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, this show had great nerd cred with everything Joss Whedon behind him um, and his writing. And the way you put it, the way you felt about characters that's really what made this show, I think, special to a lot of people is you connected, and not to just one of them. You connected to almost, almost all nine of them. I say that because I liked every single one of them. Can you guess who was the fucking worst character on the entire show? River. No. Or, I mean, she was amazing, but I, I don't know if you thought she was annoying. There's there's an obvious, who who is who's the worst fucking person? Like, who do you, if of the entire crew oh of God. Serenity, who would you love to be kicked off? Jane. Like, like in space. Jane. Oh, Jane. I love Jane. Oh, Jane's no, the I best. Love Jane. You can't Fucking kick Jane, Jane off. I hate Jane. No, Jane. <laughs> Why oh, do you hate Jane? Eh, wrong. Because he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, but that's part of the fun of Jane. No, I didn't. I didn't really like him as a character at all. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Why not? Okay. Why not? Why didn't you like him as a character? Yeah. I because he. Th- I don't know. To me, didn't fit. Got you. Like he was just too much, too out there. Yeah, he was a little too <laughs> okay. weird. He okay. was dumb. He was dumb asshole, but. I don't know. I, I liked his dumb asshole in comparison to the sarcastic, smart asshole of Mal. Like, I think they were two different types. I mean, but I can oh, see maybe yeah. you thought it was too much ass- asshole for, for one show. Yeah. Um, but they were totally different types, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Never too much asshole for Adam. Uh, <laughs> wow. We got there. Yes. All right. <laughs> This wouldn't this wouldn't be an episode of the Blast from Our Past podcast if Adam didn't throw out some sort of weird homoerotic. Yeah, um, it's, and I just met him thirty quirk. minutes ago. Yeah. So we're already here. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, okay, so maybe it's just me. I hated Doctor Simon. He's the worst character on the show. Why? Because he's just he's annoying as hell. He, I. I I didn't get his motivation very much. He was just whiny. He over he was overbearing on um, River the entire time, and I just wanted him to get kicked in the nuts. 
Like every episode, I wanted him to get kicked in the nuts. I couldn't he stand did. him. He did. He basically did. <laughs> Sometimes he did. Lot. Yes, he did. <laughs> and then I felt bad because he had to mend his own self up. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't. I did not care for him <laughs> personally. But so, who is your least favorite character? Dennis? I was not prepared for this. I didn't know. I, I liked everyone. Maybe Christina Hendricks's character when she's an annoying wife. Oh yeah, saffron. Like, yeah. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to kick her fun. out of the thing, but I loved everybody. <laughs> I'm okay. not just saying that. Everybody, I think they all brought their own like chemicals to this potion type of thing. Like they were very, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just kind of everything balanced with everybody. I was a little annoyed that they brought her back a few times. Like it was like, okay, it was it was great the one time, but then after that I was mm-hmm. like, uh, I didn't yeah. I didn't need her character again. Cuz you yeah. hated her. She's worse. <laughs> <laughs> But you, the way you put it, exactly, the the dynamics between the different characters was great. This was a really strong ensemble, and yes. that's yes. what also made this really work. It wasn't, I mean, Nathan Fillion is fantastic. You love him. He's a great lead in the show, but he wouldn't nearly work if it wasn't for the other cast, the, the just overall great cast that was around him, and those great characters that were all, you know, written so well. Yeah. yeah, they made him who he was, you know. Um, I do want to bring up uh, the theme song for Firefly. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black. Tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea. Take the sky from me. Take my love, take my lane. <laughs> that one? That's the one. Um, <laughs> I thought the song is very meh. <laughs> I what? didn't care. For, I didn't think it was really all that good. And I know some people, like you, obviously seem to really like it. Um, but I just, I kind of just am like, all right. It's just kind of there. Get through it. I, I just want to get to the show. The show is great. Uh, the theme song was was meh. <laughs> uh, this theme song was actually written by Joss Whedon. Okay, that makes um, sense. I mean, knowing knowing like Doctor Singalong blog, I know you know he does music and he writes things like that. I loved it. <laughs> it was stuck okay, in my good. head all week. <laughs> I t- I t- good. I'll tell you what. Um, I actually hated it at first, and then it grew on me. Okay. okay. And so by the end, I I didn't mind it so much. This was back right. when you couldn't skip the intro. You had to sit through. It. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Uh, so this show won a primetime Emmy in 2003 for outstanding visual effects for a series. Um, so at least it came away with an Emmy. I mean, it, and it had good visual effects. Yeah, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, as I mentioned, it was canceled before. It was canceled before even the end of the first season. Like right. um, 11 episodes in, Fox made the call that, okay, we're not going to renew this. This is this is going to be done. But it sold well on DVD. Um, and obviously, and, and, and so because of like all the fanfare and just how much, you know, people kind of kicked up a fuss about it being canceled, uh, they did decide to do a movie that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So, um, yeah, it, it had tons of, you know, honestly, much more success after the fact uh, than during it, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, anything else from you guys? That's kind of all like the breakdown of the kind of like the overall discussion I had about the show itself. We're not going to go into like episode by episode. Well, how many did you guys both watch like the entire season in prep? Yes. For this? 14 episodes, yep. baby. Okay. <laughs> watch the whole thing. Okay. Well, I only watched a couple. Um, 
I didn't I didn't feel the need to rewatch all of them, but it is a show that my, my wife and I have already discussed that we are going to go back very soon mm-hmm. and rewatch it, and we'll probably even rewatch Serenity again after it just to kind of get that full storyline. There are I did I did make sure to watch, which was I think my favorite episode when I watched it, and it was IMDb's ranked number one episode, which was. Let me guess. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. Was it Janestown? It was not Janestown. I do remember loving Janestown, okay. but that wasn't the number one. Uh, the best, the highest ranked on IMDb was Out of Gas, which was the oh, one where Mal yeah. is like shot and he's just kind of like, you kind of seeing through flashbacks what's happening um, and him yeah. trying to get saved. That was, That is an intense episode. And I guess one thing I do want to make sure we talk about, this show does a fantastic job of mixing comedy drama mm-hmm. you know even like just some horror with some of the reverse stuff um yes. you know at times oh, can we talk about those reavers man oh yeah holy goodness that's it's like they rape and pillage and then they mm-hmm. if you're lucky then they'll kill you like yeah wow and they do a great job of they don't immediately show the reavers right away like you get multiple episodes of them just kind of hearing about them and hearing about right. them and then like in one episode you just have this intense like reaver situation uh, and it's it's great build up and then you get that scary payoff um, and it yeah. works works so yeah. well um, do you remember so. well I don't know if you didn't watch Serenity this week right um, right Adam yeah. I watched it Two hours ago. Oh, <laughs> I watched JK, it right JK, JK. before the podcast. Okay, great. I'm so glad. Okay, so the the part where they go through before they're trying to get on the, the Miranda planet, mm-hmm. um, and there's like that Reaver asteroid belt, basically, that was terrifying. I was like on the edge of my seat. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> we, Don't. Which we're still going to talk about all that. That's, we're we're going to go scene by scene through Serenity. So, oh, okay. So don't worry know. about that. Okay, so, cool. I didn't know how much we were breaking it down. JK, go So we So with the movies, we do like a full scene by scene breakdown. For the shows, we just kind of do an overall because we don't want to talk about every single episode um, or something like that. It's just that's too much for the podcast. But okay. um, is there anything else specifically that you want to talk about or just kind of go over your general? There's one thing I want to mention. Yeah. And only because it, I didn't get a satisfying payoff with this in the movie. Um, because he's barely in the movie, there's a lot of alluding to Shepard Book's past yeah. that never gets resolved at all. And that drove yeah. me crazy because he 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 obviously was somebody important. Um, you yeah. see in an episode where he they take him to an Alliance ship because they have a, the best hospital and his credentials get them on immediately and we never find <gasps> out who he is. You're so right. At I even, all. I forgot about that. There's You're all right. kinds of things that they allude to in his past that they don't pay it off. I was, I, I, my wife the whole time was like, do they pay that off? She's like, I think they do in the movie. And then they didn't. So like no. I, the only other thing that maybe they, that they might have done was, I know there is a comic book series for Firefly that I think is considered canon and maybe they've talked about it in that, but I have not read them. And I really would have liked to know, you know, who he was. And unfortunately, we'll never get that um, as a movie because, unfortunately, Ron Glass died uh, yeah. I think back in like 2010 or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Or no, 2016. Was, uh, 16. Yeah, yeah 2016. 16, yeah. The, um, we want to do the. We want to review the comic book for sure. So maybe we'll have yeah. you on, John, if you want to read it with us. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah. Book it. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, that that's actually one of the comments that I talked about. I mean, it's hard to separate the two, and so, so we're kind of bleeding in some of our discussions on both. But right. that was the one of the one of my final comments on that one is the most underutilized and uh, just the the biggest issue I had was the same thing with you was we never got any closure with all of the book setup. Like yeah. there was no payoff, and and I totally understand. You know, they really only had two hours in the movie to get us information and move. You know, honestly, we had to move River's story along. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that was probably that was that was obviously the main 
main plot, but he was the most neutered character. And we really wish, I really wish we could have gotten more of that. Yeah. Yeah. And the so. thing with the episodes I want to add before we go to the movie. Um, mm-hmm. So the only like linear storyline for the most part, the most important one was Rivers that really strung mm-hmm. everything together. And we got a clue each episode as to closer and closer to her story. But like everything else, if River was taken out and she was just a passenger on board, everything like cycled through. So at the beginning of the episode, mm. problem, end of the episode, resolved. We're back in the air, we're good. You know, mm. and and I guess that was kind of like the style at the time where it's like you really kind of like with like I don't know when X-Files was, but it reminded me of X-Files where it would always wrap it up, you know? Yeah. But there was like sometimes a storyline that got you to the next one. But yeah, it was just an interesting setup. Nonetheless, entertaining, but it was it was like, all right, this will be resolved in yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, which it worked out very well when it did. And it definitely kept all of the entertainment value of that because of that, because you knew it was just going to keep coming back and keep watching it. But okay. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any other final thoughts, because you know, it's obvious that we all enjoyed this series. Yeah, <laughs> no. no, it's okay. I just did detailed notes for every single episode, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll go on to the movie. Did you really? I hope not. I did. I take my job very seriously. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, keep, tell us some more, Tess. What else no. uh, What else did you write down in no, your notes? No, it's too late. We've moved on. That's all I've got to say. Um, no. no. No, it's okay. Well, no, Serenity is how, great. I'll bring it back. How long, how long did you think this podcast was going to be? No, you guys have like three or four hour podcasts. I was like, I better be ready because I don't want to be like, like, oh, I don't remember that one. Or Well, all right. Overall, people go out and watch Firefly. Like, Tess, Tess watched, she spent enough time to make notes for every fucking episode, and for, for at least for her sake, people, go check this shit out. <laughs> Please. God. Please. <laughs> All right, the film Serenity from 2005. Uh, This came out two years past the end of the show. Um, It was written and directed by Joss Whedon as well, starring all the same main characters from the show, as well as some couple extra people, which we'll at least talk about um, the one other kind of main character who's added to it. Music was done by David Newman, who we know David Newman. We've talked about him multiple times on this podcast. Because he scored The Sandlot, The Mighty Ducks, ah. Tommy Boy, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. All episodes that John and I have talked about, um, either here or um, with other people. So, um, this, David Newman has done tons of stuff. The one thing that we forgot to mention about during the show was Mal and Zoe are veterans of this war that they had. They were part of this group that's kind of the, basically the Rebel Alliance, the Independents. Yeah. Um, they're, that they were kind of nicknamed the Browncoats. And they lost. The Alliance kicked their butt, basically. Um, but there's always just, there's this ill will and this this harboring anger that you definitely see with Mal in particular against the Alliance, but with Zoe as well. Like, they're very devoted to their cause, but they unfortunately are now just kind of have to be scavengers and do whatever work that they can't mm-hmm. find. You know what I found funny about the Alliance? Uh, the Alliance uniforms are leftover uniforms from Starship Troopers. Oh, is it? What? <laughs> how, do you, how did you find that out? Interesting. The internet is a wonderful thing. 
It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, all right. So we'll start our scene by scene breakdown of the film Serenity. Um, we start off with a little history of the Alliance in general and humans kind of spreading past Earth. We hear about the Reavers and the Independence, um, and we see that this is kind of a little like an old flashback or something of we see River in kind of like this utopia kind of looking area, but we see it's very controlling. Like just right off the bat. It looks nice and clean, but it's definitely yeah. um, like a government controlled, you know, they're going to control everybody. Um, we do get a very quick and intense cut of River being experimented on. And this is something, this is all stuff that we kind of, they alluded to and you find out a little bit about this stuff throughout the show, but they kind of dive right into it with the movie. I'm glad they did because that's why we're there. That's why we're in Serenity for the payoff. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. We're trying. I mean, it, people had no idea what the heck, you know, all this stuff was and who River was and, you know, what had happened to her to get her to the spot because you don't see any of her badassness until this film. Dude. She's pretty she's just kind of like a quiet meek person the entire show and then what you know just we did wanted to do when he just let her out of her cage and that's what he does in this in this movie we do see the doctor fuck i hate that guy um (laughs) and he he comes in and and he kind of he comes in first you're like oh shit he's bad he's someone who's actually he's not the brother of river um you know he's he's doing someone that's experimenting on her but he rescues her uh, from, you know, her being experimented. She's basically a living weapon, um, and they escape. You really thought he was bad at that point? I was like, no, he's a, he's a spy or something, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, they set it up <laughs> to make it seem like he's actually bad when he comes uh, on, but then he right. rescues her. I see. Okay. So not you, but other people, maybe. Okay, got it. Just yes. Make sure. I, I, <laughs> I'm think of me as the common man. I'm the everyman. Everyone, I I, I speak for the people. You know. Ah, uh, okay, okay, kind of. Okay, that is that what it says on your resume? I speak for the people. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna be on my okay. headstone. Perfect. <laughs> I spoke for the people. Yeah. I spoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so go on. <laughs> um, but as they're doing their escape from this uh, kind of facility, uh, we see some like already some sweet badass moves. We uh, love that shot of her kind of doing a split up in like the ceiling <laughs> to get yeah. away from some people. Yeah. Like she immediately is getting like badass cred very quickly in this film that she never had in the show. But they get with some help, they get out. And what we are seeing actually is footage of their escape from way back when before you know, like earlier, even before like the show started, really. Um, and we're seeing, we meet this guy named, uh, who's basically just the operative is is what his credit is. That's really all we know he is. He's some kind of special forces, like super assassin for the Alliance. Um, he is played by, John, do you know how to pronounce it? I'm going to fuck it up. Um, Chiwetel. I think it's. Ejiofor. Yeah. It's he pl- Great actor. We've seen him. I think it's like Chiwetel Ejiofor. Something like that. Yeah. Tweedle Edgy 04. Uh, he plays Baron Mordo in the Doctor Strange film. Oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. Really good. He's done tons of stuff. Um, but I kind of forgot he was in the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. So it was nice to see him. Just like, oh, yeah. Fuck. He's awesome. Um, yeah. Great actor. And he is very badass as well. Uh, we see him, you know, coming up just doing some ridiculously cool stuff but apparently you know river is she's a psychic she's just this kind of living rep living weapon why he wants to grab her is she was apparently in this room and she thinks she read the minds of a whole bunch of these politicians and so he's trying to capture her uh, so that way you know before she can get it out or you know as her mind is kind of being unraveled Mm -hmm. um, that she just lets it out so so it's his job to find her and eliminate her 
we do see him doing some just awesome ninja shit and the operative just kind of goes around. He kills like everybody in this facility. Oh, and so then yeah. he starts his on and he it's sweet. I mean, it's it's some good action stuff. And he does like those very kind of quick moves where he just kind of I mean, he paralyzes this one dude and has him fall on his own sword. Yeah, I was going to say, I just cringe thinking about that. <laughs> like, that's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, but it was like, ow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the guy couldn't do it. He was basically, you know, paralyzed and he was just falling because he made a great, very, I mean, again, great writing where he talked about, you know, how people would fall on their sword, you know, if they would make a mistake. And the doctor's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then uh, the operative paralyzed the dude and made him fall on a sword. And it's just, it works. It works really well. And that, so that guy was played by, uh, the dude who fell on the sword was played by Michael Hitchcock, who if you were a fan of... um the Christopher Guest movies. Yes. He's always in those. Like, I loved him in Best in Show. Yeah, he's kind of like an, an extra side character. Just yeah. a, a, Again, tons of huge ensemble in Christopher Guest movies, and he's just one of them that kind of seems to show up every now and then. He's like the top B actor kind of thing. He's yeah. Like, never gets a main role. Always <laughs> yeah. bridesmaid. Never yeah. bride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after that intense opening sequence, we cut to the Serenity title card, and we see the Serenity ship, and as Per usual, it's kind of a hunk of junk, piece of shit <laughs> um, <laughs> ship, and stuff's going going kind of nuts right now. And we get a great steady cam shot, so we know it's not ah. everything wasn't shaky shaky cam at the spot <laughs> because we get a really good steady cam that's following Mal as he kind of is interacting with each of the crew members, yeah, um, trying to just fix whatever the heck's going on with the ship. Um, which is yeah, it looks really good. It, it was a great way to kind of introduce you know the ship and, and kind of reintroduce the ship and reintroduce everybody in that one shot and immediately we realized they got a bigger budget because the <laughs> graphics are better <laughs> yes yeah the graphics are definitely a big step up which um which makes sense going going to a film um yeah. so mal zoe jane and river head out on this little i don't know land speedery kind of thing yes um, so awesome <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to rob this place uh, for something we don't really know, but re- you know, rivers come with them. Um, but they aren't stealing other people's money. They're going in and stealing and grabbing some old brown coat money, some independence mm. money from the the war that they had hidden at this place. But oh shit. Reavers come and they've got to get the fuck out of there. And the Reavers are scary as hell. Like they yeah, the good they have good makeup and they're just mindless space cannibals. Basically. Yeah, no, seriously, they are. And I want to back it up just a little bit mm-hmm. um, for two points. One, this is the first time they realize that they can use a river as like to help them to mm-hmm. get their projects done or get their get the task or the job done. Mm-hmm. And two, I know you guys cut into quotes sometimes on your episodes. So I hope you find this quote where he goes, he's like, what's the password? And Jane's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> like shoots his gun. He's like, OK, come down. <laughs> Listen up. We're coming down empty that vault. You have to give me your authorization password. Okay. Yes, that that is a funny moment. And then this show, the show and the movie does such a good job with adding in humor at just mm-hmm. the right time. And yeah. it, that's why I like yeah. Jane, John. He's a funny guy, you know, what he, <laughs> as opposed to having like a saying a password or saying, just open up. He just fucking shoots the gun just to let the guy know. He's got a fucking gun. You don't have to justify it to me. I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just saying I don't like the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get him, John. Get him. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So now they have to escape 
uh, with the money, um, you know, to escape all these reavers. There's a little intense scene where uh, this one guy runs out and he's like, take me with you, you know, save me from these reavers. And Mal, you see Mal is kind of has a cold ass heart and he is he only cares about his crew or and saving his life and his crew's life and he you know pushes the guy off of his land speeder and the reavers take him and they're going to eat him and rape him and everything and it's not going to be good but he shoots him he shoots him so that he doesn't have to suffer he, he does shoot him yeah. sure, you're right he does you know in very western style like mm-hmm. that was such a you know kind of a classic western moment um, where he did exactly he, the guy's about to die or he's got to get have a terrible death and instead Mal shoots him in like the heart or something so he doesn't have to suffer. But I mean that's still a very cold blooded thing that yeah. that Mal did, which he gets called out for by Zoe later in the ship. Yeah, and he catches himself trying to make ch- catches himself trying to make excuses, and then he realizes how yeah. stupid he sounds. He's like, "Oh, absolutely." And Zoe, I mean, because of Zoe calling him out and him realizing that that changes some of his other mentality later, mm-hmm. which is important. Although I gotta admit, if I was in that situation, my family was in a vehicle and someone's, tra- you know, we're running away from something, someone, tra- I might do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. He's had to make. He's had a lot of pressure, even throughout the series. Like, there's a lot of pressure on that guy, and there's sometimes he's just not going to make good decisions. Sometimes it's, and that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not going to make nice decisions. They're going to be good decisions because they're probably the right decisions, but they're the decisions no one else is willing to make, and that's why he's captain. That's That's why he's fucking, that's why he's Mal, baby. He's (laughs) Captain Mal. He's awesome. He's fucking cool, man. Yeah, I love him. He is. Uh, But there's a great little kind of action chase scene uh, between them and the Reavers. And Wash pulls like this cool looking-ish move and gets them uh, into, you know, the the bay or whatnot and saves them from the Reavers and whatnot. Uh, The Doctor is all being super upset that they took River out during this dangerous thing and he punches Mal. And I'm just like, oh my God, I wish you got your teeth kicked in. I fucking hate you, Doctor. (laughs) And then he does. <laughs> he always yeah, does. He... <laughs> so anyway, but we see we see that the doc the doctor and Mal never really get along. Like they're not yeah. really friendly with each other, and it's and it's mainly because the doctor is just overbearing with River, and you know Mal Mal feels he needs to know he's a little too controlling on his ship. Mm. And he's the it's what's kind of funny is he's the kind of guy that if you tell him what to do, he'll say fuck you, I do what I want. Mm-hmm. But like if you're on his ship and he and you, he tells you the exact same thing and you give him any lip. He's upset that you gave him lip. And it's just, yeah. it's kind of funny. He's a little hypocritical on that aspect. He's a control freak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to yeah. put it. Yeah. But he's a hot control freak. <laughs> Nathan Fillion is a good looking dude. I mean. Particu- you- particularly at this point, like in this like mid 2000s, uh, early 2000s, mid 2000s, he looked really good. You know, he put on a little bit of chub later. Um, and so he lost a little bit of his hotness, but. He still always had like good, good <laughs> wit and good sarcasm. You know that's what happens when you get older, right? Yeah. Oh God, John, I know, I know all too well uh, how Chubb is coming on, and it's not coming off, no matter what I fucking do. Uh, so. Well, we do get to see a shot of his buns in one of the episodes. Yeah. In- <laughs> He's naked on a planet. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry we didn't get to talk about that earlier. <laughs> yeah, you we could, well, you get- could have talked for another thirty minutes about just his buns. Do you need to interject that right now? <laughs> so the, the so the episode is. <laughs> <laughs> so we do see Mal really quickly here, kind of looking in a little bit 
looking um, at a video of Inara. Um, she's not on the ship right now. You know, we don't really get any super context about that, but we do know uh, we love their relationship. I love their relationship. Yeah. You know, they they hate each other, but they love each other. It's so mm-hmm. nice. It's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they got to get down because it's going to be really intense, like <laughs> like tension from all those years. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. So they go to like this port city area. We see that, you know, Simon and River, Simon wants them to leave and Mal definitely wants them to, you know, leave his crew and get off his ship. We just see some some shots of Kaylee, just the way she looks. And we see it throughout the, the show as well, obviously. Kaylee has a, a hard on to, to not <laughs> forward the doctor for Dr. Simon. And I just I just can't. I'm like, you're too cute and you're too smart. Why do you like this guy? You know, that, Kaylee was a character we didn't talk about uh, to add to Tessa's point about there being a lot of badass women. Kaylee yeah. is very badass. Yes. She's like the smartest mechanical mind on this ship. She's, you know, she's like the youngest person. I Yeah, she they play up kind of the like her innocence and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it works, especially it's sort of like between her and, and Dr. Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is very badass in her own right. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. She's awesome. I think she became one of my more favorite characters the farther in I watched it. I thought she she was just kind of there at the beginning, but the more I watched it, the more I'm like, God, that's a great character. Yeah. yeah. And that and that never happens. Like, the girl, like, fixing the spaceship, like, only Joss Whedon would think of that, man. Like, yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> and then, Adam, did you watch the episode where they flash back to how she was introduced this, to the ship that's the out of that's the out of gas episode that i did okay, watch yeah. and they did they sh- you see a lot of the beginnings of a lot of different characters um but hers hers is probably the most memorable <laughs> yes she so uh, okay so basically please <laughs> there's a guy that was gonna be it was a boy engineer and he's gonna be on serenity and um and Captain, boys are stupid <laughs> boys are stupid they don't know shit um no and and he was gonna be the engineer guy and then nathan fillion captain mal he's like walking around the ship making sure everything's intact getting ready to start their journey on the serenity and he walks into the engine room and he just hears kaylee having a fun time with the engine boy man um, which we don't know it's kaylee at first but like we see that the engine guy is, is having sex with some girl in the in the engine room. But yeah, yeah. it's 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 played off really well because he doesn't know shit. And then Kaylee comes like, oh, no, you just do this. It's easy to fix. It's, it's, you know, it's not really broke. You just and it's just like, oh, damn. She immediately comes on as badass and just being like, because up until that point, she'd also been very, I don't know, innocent and just kind of like kind of there, as John put it. And then that at that kind of point, you're like, oh, wow, who is this person? (laughs) This is really cool. And that was one of his better decisions. Like it was a split second decision. And he was like, nope, she's on. You're off, dude. Like, (laughs) yeah. So uh, tying in with Kaylee's horniness, um, I do love <laughs> like back into the, back at the movie with Serenity. I want to call out this line, which I just thought was really funny. Twix um, my where, nethers, is it that? <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Where where they're walking off, you know, into the this port area, and she Kaylee tells uh, t- tells Mal. Going on a year now, I ain't had nothing. Twix my nethers weren't run on batteries. Oh God. I can't know that. It's so good. And he's like, oh, I don't want to hear that. And then Jane's response is even better. Who just it, it, It's a nice little tag. And he's like, I could stand here a little more. And it's just, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's, it's oh. awesome. So I have funny. to call out one of those Jane lines. He's he's obviously a horny dude because I mean they're in space, like they I yeah. mean, and they're human, so like they need those things. But there's uh, one time in the episode, and I'll go, I'll say this really quickly. But Anara basically she has a client that's um, uh, like a high status person, and they think it's a guy, and then they realize that it's a girl that comes mm, on the ship, mm-hmm. and so I it's just the whole episode. crew being like, 
oh, and she and she like guides her to her little shuttle so they can have fun. And Jane's like, I'll be in my bunk. And we're like, you knew what that meant. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. I love Jane, but that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're at this bar while Mal, while Mal tries to, you know, make some deal with these twin guys. I don't really know who they are. I don't really care who they are. Um, <laughs> but uh, River comes in, and we get this little, like, dream sequence going on. So something kind of triggers her, and she starts kicking ass in the dream, but it's actually in real life as well. She's just beating up everyone at the bar. No mercy. No fucks given. Um you know, she just go and go and haywire, and then the doctor comes in and he says these words, and she just like immediately falls asleep. It's like whoa, okay. Really, was like, what the hell? What the hell's going on right now? <laughs> in Chinese, too. Yeah, right? yeah. We do see that the uh, that operative guy, uh, he saw he saw the footage of this because it's a big public fight in some you know big bar, um, and he sees Mal taking her, picking her up, and taking her away. So now he knows who to look for because he can connect Mal to the ship. And so now he knows who he should be chasing and where he should be, he should be going to try and find River. So, oh shit, okay, he's on their trail now. Uh, Mal and the crew, they're pissed at Simon for not telling them about River and just, you know, everything about her. Wasp suggests that they go talk to Mr. Universe uh, to kind of come up with a, a plan or just kind of, you know, see stuff and figure things out. Who he is played by David Krumholtz. Um, I best know him as kind of a side character from 10 Things I Hate About You. He's quite funny, but he's a good character yeah. actor who's kind of in a bunch of stuff. He's been he was Bernard in Santa the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, wasn't he? Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, that was him yeah. as well. He was the elf. Yeah, exactly. He was like the the helper elf. Yeah. So, yeah, he's good. Uh, he's a weird, strange cat. I will say. <laughs> I mean, sure. he's kind of a a lonely hacker guy. Um, he's got this, you know, love doll <laughs> android with him that you know he made himself. He's got a sex robot. He's got a sex robot. He he's does, got a sex yeah. bot. Yeah, uh, but he let them. He basically lets them know that the alliance is after them, and he kind of shows them the footage of the fight. And we see that Miranda's ta- says this name, or that River says this name, Miranda, um, which was just kind of like, okay, again, this is going to set us up for something else that we're going to move down down the line. We do quickly see Inara. And the operative is with her in a very quick scene. Uh, the operative goes out and sees Inara. Uh, so we know she's in some kind of danger. I just want to kind of bring up right here. That scene was just, it was too fast. It was kind of. Maybe not needed. It was not to say it wasn't needed, but it was just, it, it, to me, it spoke a little to the pacing of this film. Okay. Where they were just trying to move stuff so quickly because they had so much that they were trying to tell yeah because they were just like okay whoa we don't even know what's going on with Inara. like this is the first time that we've seen Inara in person and th- literally that scene felt like it was two three seconds long uh where you see her and then you see the operative just like kind of come up to her and then boom we cut over to, to book um and see him at new haven with his kind of a group because he apparently is over at some settlement mm-hmm. but all of that stuff just moved the, the editing even to an extent uh, but definitely like the pacing of the story. And I get why it has to move so fastly, fast because they're trying to squeeze in so many people's different stories right. in so little time. Trying to move this big story along that it, this could have easily been and it probably should have been 
like a mini series. Like give us give us two two. You mean hours. season two? You mean season two? It should have been mean? season two. Yes, that's exactly you know, uh, and we'll definitely bring that up. But that's what it should have been. At but. least we got it though. Like I'm grateful we got. At it. least yes, yes. But and we we do have to. What I kind of like at least is you know we're not sugarcoated as audience members. You know we can see that okay, Inara's not there. She's you know over at some other place. Book is at this you know other settlement. We can kind of connect the dots. We don't have to see every little thing, but between it we can we can just you know imagine okay inara and mal had some fallen out and now she's over you know doing her work somewhere else right um and book you know wanted to go start a little settlement and so now he's kind of preaching there or something like that and we don't we don't need to see all of that so that's i'm totally fine with just kind of them being in this place but I think it probably would have worked better if we had, obviously, as a show, and we could have seen all of that play out through the length of time because we're so invested in all these characters. Mm-hmm. True, it's 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 like lightning in a bottle. This show, man, it was it was mm-hmm. great. So Inara calls Mal, and you can kind of tell that something is off. Um, but she's basically asking to hire the crew, uh, and immediately Mal and Zoe can tell it's a trap. Um, and I love how he calls out that you can tell it's a trap because he said, "Y'all were watching, I take it." Yes. Do you see his fight? No. Trap. Because so good. we know we know their dynamic, and they always fight. And so he he knows. All right, some, something's up, but he still is gonna go. Why? Because he's got a heart of gold, and he wants. And he honestly, he loves Inara. And honestly, I think if it was someone else too, he still would have gone because yeah. he knows that person is in trouble, and he's gonna freaking save him. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. And he goes out, you know, to find her. You know, he and the operative meet. Uh, they have a nice. I like their little back and forth. Their their writing, their wit, and their threats. It all works really well. Like obviously, I've already said it many times, but. Joss Whedon writing in this film is just fantastic. I mean, it's exceptional. Yeah. You know, if you are at all interested on how to write dialogue, watch this show and watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was quick, but like you could pick up on everything. You know, it was all very important, all of it. Um, so they start fighting, and the operative kicks their butt. Uh, but Inara does a badass. Another thing about you know badass women, she set a incense explosive basically, <laughs> and to to kind of plot their escape so they they get away um you know there's a lot of tension on the serenity ship everybody's pissed at each other right now but um that, that's the way we like it yeah. <laughs> that's the way it should be yes <laughs> that's like the good old days yeah it, it's the, the funny thing is like the running joke in there he's like why does everything go why can't everything be perfect why does something always have to go wrong like he keeps saying that mm-hmm. too and it's like well yeah. it wouldn't make a show if it went right <laughs> yeah very true uh, we get another kind of weird dream from River, uh, and we see that Jane, you know, he's getting himself a little drunk. He's upset, and he wants to kick her off the fl- off of uh, the ship. But we do kind of get – we kind of skip through that whole little thing where she's kind of gets, I guess, triggered again, and she's kind of in badass mode. And she just apparently – we don't even see it on camera, but she knocks Jane out, which we know she can do because we had seen – her do some badass stuff earlier in the bar. And she sliced Jane before in the series. She sliced him on the chest with a knife because he was oh. talking back to her brother. Uh, okay. And then her brother had to sew him up. Like it was a whole. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's, so she's kind of going through the ship now and just kind of beating up everybody. I love that she gives a little fucking judo chop to the throat of her brother. So he can't say any words to her to, to make her go to sleep. Uh, so I was totally happy when he got knocked out. That maybe maybe good. <laughs> So you're cheering. <laughs> I was like, yes, way to go, River. Finally. <laughs> I love River. <laughs> yeah. 
so her and Mal kind of talk and we find out about the word Miranda is not a name of some person. It's a planet. And so that's what they need to head out to and try and figure out more about that. So they are going to go over to see Book again back in New Haven, but they find out that that whole settlement has been kind of pillaged and burned. Uh, we see Book is dying. We're like, oh, shit. You know, this, this is uh, the first death of the, the movie that obviously yeah. kind of tugs at us. And it really does kind of stink because you get Book so little in this movie. And, you know, you saw him for a quick little scene earlier, and then now he's already dying. And he has a good little repartee with, Mal as he's dying kind Mal, of yeah. they have a good dynamic between the two of them but it's too late and he dies yeah I think that the shepherd was kind of Mal's like dad to him because he could go to him you know he could he could lean if any if Mal could lean on anybody it would be the shepherd and shepherd would be there to like talk him through stuff so mm-hmm. that was a, a burn I'm uh, not a burn but like a really big blow what am I trying to say that sucked yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> it yes, sucked. that sucked <laughs> well you're right though but like in perfect Mal fashion you know that could be his dad but He's not going to just get along with everybody perfectly, you know. He he, it, it might it's his dad figure, and I totally agree with that. But he's still going to be contentious against him. He's still going to like you know fight him every tooth and nail because Mal Mal can't just sit down and shut up and you know be told what to do. <laughs> he's he's got to fight tooth and right, nail, right? Yeah. So we do kind of find out that the operative is basically killing everybody, including like those twins I talked about earlier that I never really care about, which is all these different people that ever sheltered the crew. He's just basically trying to keep them from having a hiding spot um, so he can find River. Uh, So Mal comes up with the plan. This Miranda planet is behind this whole just section of Reavers and Reaver ships, and they just kind of like are all around it. And so he comes up with this plan to disguise their ship as uh, as a Reaver ship. And so he's putting like these... Bodies, dead bodies yeah. of these people yeah which is i mean a great line that i can't remember if it was wash or uh, maybe it was kaylee who said um you know we can't put these bodies on these are our friends we know them yeah. and again mal has to make the hard decisions he's the one you know he has to do what he thinks is right and for him you know if they go out into just the universe they're going to die the operative is going to kill them um, their only chance is if they go out and or go to miranda and try to get this figure out what the heck's going on like what is so special Mm -hmm. about that and like what that's their only place so they do just that and so they have to fly through it and this is another spot i want to say they get through that batch of reavers way too quickly it like the tension barely it barely builds up before it's like oh they're already past it oh they're at miranda Okay. That was easy. Yeah. It was It was almost, it was definitely too easy. The way back was a little more tense, but like the way there, it was like, yeah. oh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which is, I just again, I think it just has to speak to the pacing of the film and probably what they were forced to do to try and just move stuff along. Now, the hell, that could have been an episode in its own if they really stretched it out and made that super tenuous. Like that would have been an awesome episode yeah. um, mm-hmm. on its own. But they they didn't have time for it in the film, so um, that's just unfortunate. So we get to the Miranda planet. There's something just off about it. It's it's obviously it's been terraformed. It's it's seems like a safe planet. There's cities around it. It looks very clean and neat. Um, but as they're walking through, they're just seeing all these like decayed bodies and just people around there. Uh, River obviously she's kind of she's getting freaked out just because she freaks out at everything. Um, 
but we're kind of they're kind of continuing towards this beacon that they're finding. They're, mm-hmm. ju- they're just trying to find out, you know, something about what the hell is going on on this planet because they know it has something to do with the alliance or with River or something. So they find this recording. About a tenth of a percent of the population had the opposite reaction to the pact. Their aggressor response increased beyond madness. They have become. Well, they've killed most of us, and not just killed. They've done things. Reavers. They made them. This is a really good moment in the entire franchise, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. because they find out apparently the Alliance had put some chemical into the air to calm these people, you know, who had been living on this planet. And it worked in two ways. One, it worked either too well and people were basically just becoming so lethargic and not doing shit that they would just kind of forget to eat do nothing until exactly they they do nothing until they die they just lay down yeah and then for about 10 percent of the other population it turned them into these crazy super violent you know cannibalistic people what we realize through this is the alliance created the reavers and that's really like the whole trigger here. And that is a, I think, a real. What makes it a great moment is there was so much buildup throughout the show of these river or these reavers that they are this massive, um, these villains, these scary beings, uncontrollable. Like, uh, exactly. Yeah. And they and they're they're a monster that the alliance you know created because they were just trying to again just be so controlling. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. This government trying to control everyone. Yeah. Fuck government. I fucking Fuck hate that it. shit. <laughs> Except for the government that I work for. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> what did you just, just say so fast and quick? What did you say? <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, fuck government. I, I hate the government. It said, except for the government that I work for. I love you because I'm a, I'm a government employee. <laughs> oh, are you really? I love you say the government you work for, but it's like the only government you could work for being over. well it's, <laughs> what I government work for do you work city. for sir <laughs> i work for a city government it's not all uh, one big i mean it is one big thing but it's different it's not we don't we're not all like you know it's not we're not networked together and massively <laughs> controlling donald trump's not giving me orders um, because <laughs> it's God. the one government we have different sections i'm going to tell you all right so we have there's a legislative <laughs> executive uh-huh. and judicial branch and then they have that di- same kind of wow. thing at uh, federal state and city uh-huh. levels and county uh-huh. even as well and that's you. You're the city. <laughs> I, right on. I mean, well, little U.S. history lesson here. Well, I love yeah, it. yeah, yeah, exactly. Some social studies for everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa, flashbacks and triggers. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Remember social right. studies? We used to study social studies. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. Uh, they don't do a lot of stuff anymore. I think they just teach them like STEM. It's just science and math, and they don't give them any other real skills anymore. Like cursive. They don't do that anymore either. Well, that's good. That's not a real skill. Honestly, you don't I, need that honestly shit. I didn't care that they don't do cursive. Boo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love cursive, but okay. Well, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. So back to Serenity. <laughs> okay. Um, the government. Uh, so the government. The, the government. Yes. Okay. The big alliance, et cetera, et cetera. They're, what Mal's plan is to take this to Mr. Universe uh, because he's like wired into everything and he can broadcast every. Now, one thing I kind of forgot was Mr. Universe. He wasn't in the show at all. Right. No. He no. was just in the movie. No. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, but they know he kind of is tapped in enough that he can broadcast the message everywhere with his gear and all that kind of stuff. So that's what they plan to do. The message is kind of like in Star Wars where Leia's like, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. Um, it, it comes across like that. So that's what Mr. Universe can get out to the universe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let, let them know what the hell the Alliance has done for everything mm-hmm. or done and like just ruined 
ruined the universe with uh, creating Reavers. But there's there's a lot of similarities with exactly having like a message that the, you know, big evil empire is trying to to get. Um, And there's another Star Wars kind of referencey kind of looking thing to me later that I'll that I want to bring up. But um, all right. So that's their plan. But what they don't see is that the operative was already at Mr. Universe's place. And so he's got him. It's basically another trap that they're heading into right now. But this time, as you mentioned before, it's a little bit more tenacious flying out of the Reavers. But Mal being awesome and being Mal, uh, he he obviously, we don't don't see it this time that they know that they're in a trap, but they kind of, they know that they're in a trap or they're heading towards a trap. So what he does, Mm -hmm. he shoots one of the Reavers' ships and it pisses them all off. So they start following uh, fire or not fire, they start following Serenity. the Serenity ship and they get out of this big cloud section where all these Alliance ships are waiting for them and coming to attack. And it's a great little scene here where Bad it's just ass. it's Ugh. just Serenity flying at first and you see the operative being very cocky, being like, ha, he's what this idiot, he's not even changing course. Like, we've got him, shoot him down, and then all these Reavers bust <laughs> out of that cloud. <laughs> So good. The big reveal. I think out loud, I was like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get him. Because <laughs> well, at, at first, you, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, Mal? Why are you shooting, you know, the ship or shooting the ship? Or why are you trying to antagonize the Reavers? That sounds like a really bad idea. But then it kind of clicks like, oh, shit. He knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, bye. So now there's just, it's madness everywhere. Um, you know, they're the Reavers and the Alliance and uh, they're all battling right now. Space little battle while, while the Serenity ship is trying to like fly through it. Amidst all that madness, they're kind of getting through stuff. The operative has to take like an escape pod. He flies out and they kind of lands on this world where I guess Mr. Universe is at and the ship is damaged but basically they had they do this full crash land and washed save them he got he got them crash landed it's all good and then this gigantic spike out of nowhere oh. comes in and shoots wash through the chest I'm a leaf on the wind watch how I go. wash baby Fuck me. And even Zoe's like, no, 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 Wash, you can't, you can't. And I was like, oh my God, that's her husband. And uh. Yeah, that was a very, like, Wash, he didn't deserve to go out like that, man. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Which, which, I mean, it's good writing that they don't give us everything we want. Right. You know, I, I hate that I like that that moment and I like that that happened only because it's just like, I don't want, it can't be perfect, you know? And they had to kill someone that had a love interest because in the yeah. whorehouse episode, um, Zoe and Wash were talking about like making babies and how pretty their babies would be. And then cut to they can't even have babies. Ugh, Ugh. That's the only thing that bothered me. And I understand that they didn't have time to do it, but it di- I didn't feel like Zoe mourned enough. I made the exact same comment. Okay. Uh, it just it didn't. I mean, and and I know she's badass, and and she's you know they're doing something, but they didn't. I didn't think they give her. They didn't give her enough of a moment with Wash, either saying goodbye or mourning him. That it made me feel like she cared that he died. I mean, obviously she did, but yeah, I needed more. I wanted more but- from that. Don't you think she mourned in her own way, though, like killing a bunch of things <laughs> after that? Yes. Just, like, yeah, but it, her. Re- and I can understand of her becoming stoic and then okay. doing that, but the, like when immediately when it happened to me, she didn't have a big enough reaction. I see. I see. Maybe yeah. because it was a shock. I mean, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Maybe 
I, I agree. I'm kind of fully with John on this one in yeah. that I wanted to, I wanted to, honestly, I wanted to linger on his death a little bit longer yeah. than we could. And now I understand we couldn't because they are why they didn't because they're still being attacked by the Reavers and they had to get the, get the hell out of there. Um, but I did, I, even me as an audience member, I wanted like, give me like a final shot of wash while, while Zoe's getting pulled back and she, she yeah. doesn't want to leave her husband by Mal. And he's like, no, you have to come with me um, because she kind of, she snaps into military mode. I think mm-hmm. almost a little too quickly. Uh, that's exactly okay. my thought too. Yeah. Like so. it would have been a nice moment of vulnerability for Zoe, who's been very like very badass this whole time. And it, it would be a side that we don't get to see. And it, that would have been nice. You think it's like a missed opportunity. Uh, yeah. To I think really it's a missed opportunity. To love her more. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't, I don't think, fully hinder the film, yeah. but it just, it's the same kind of thing, I think, with a lot of the pacing issues of this, man, I, I wish they would have given more time to it, and it could have been something really great. It was really, really good, but it could have been something great. Yeah. Even an extra, sure. like, 15 seconds. Like, yes. Didn't need Honestly, that long. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. So. I agree. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the crew has to hold off these Reavers, and as you kind of put it, Zoe kind of just in kind of badass mode um, while Mal goes off to see Mr. Universe to try and upload the footage. But we do see, uh, you know, as they're kind of setting stuff up while Mal's over there, Mr. Universe is already dead, but he at least was able to go over to his nice little sex bot and record a (laughs) message (laughs) for Mal to tell him to use his backup gear. Okay, awesome. Um, We get a very forced romantic moment between Kaylee and Simon in this part, which I didn't care for. One, because I hate Simon. Um, Two, but I was just We know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't let things go. Uh, You know, if I I just... um, But I do want to call out, we do get a very funny line. You know, Kaylee's talking about you know, okay, oh, we'd be, we'll be together or whatever. Or like, oh, we could do this. And, and Simon or Simon's like, yes, you know, I wish I had more time to do all the things I wanted. And Kate's like, my one regret in all of this is never being with you. With me? You mean to say as sex? Like sex? <laughs> like sex with me? Like that kind of thing? And Simon's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she's like, hell with this. I'm going to live. Yes. And she kind of flips into badass mode right there. <laughs> and that's, I definitely chuckled out loud on that one because that was pretty damn good. She has the best little one-liners. I just yeah. love her. Uh, but we, yeah, we see Zoe just being in kind of like an ice cold blank rage um, where she's just kind of killing a bunch of people. But, you know, she gets damaged as well. She gets kind of cut in the back and in her back and stuff like that. So she's kind of not fully taken out of commission, but the the operative and Mal face off. Um, and here's where I want to call out. It was very reminiscent of Star Wars to me. Hmm. That whole like backup gear scene is kind of a weird place for <laughs> <laughs> where the Mr. Universe put his backup gear in like this middle of this oh. space kind of chasmy thing <laughs> um it, oh wait that's me, the same set that luke got his uh hand chopped off that's exactly <laughs> what i that's exactly where my head went i was like wow this is very reminiscent of empire of the luke versus vader kind of very you know mechanical setting and kind of going trying to get into like the middle of this section mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's uh, to me I, I think that was maybe even partly an homage to that yeah a space a space western yeah I yeah, mean. very much. Um, so the crew is having problems holding back the Reavers. Things are looking grim. Um, Simon gets shot, and I'm like, fucking thankful, <laughs> finally. <laughs> oh, my God. This, 
I he's terrible lives okay he's oh he's the worst <laughs> he's got a lot of pressure he's got a crazy sister look uh, I, yes well i so, think that the fact that you only watched a couple episodes of the tv show speaks to why you don't like him yeah adam thank you okay John. well i'm just okay. saying i think if you watch the <laughs> once you watch the entire series i'm sure you're i'm sure you're still gonna find him i annoying, have i have seen the entire series but i think you're gonna find him a little bit more necessary to the story okay i mean i've seen the series and i don't think i liked him then but i like i said wife and i are going to go back and we're going to start from the beginning and rewatch all 14 episodes and then probably the movie again so maybe i'll i'll report back and let you know if i like him any better i'm probably still going to hate him i i expect <laughs> a full report <laughs> okay full report it is um but speaking of the crazy sister she's now like fuck this noise uh and she busts out there to, to the reavers and she's just like i'm gonna save everybody this door that's not shutting i'm going through and i'm gonna just start attacking and looking badass against the reavers for a, a hot minute um but she gets the door shut so she's a bit of a savior kind of a, almost a martyr moment yeah don't undersell that that scene that i was like holy shit river she's like she's yeah. doing her own stunts that chick she must have been like a ballet dancer or something because she was like be- it was like beautiful martial arts mm-hmm. and like sword work like it was really strong choreography yeah. you're, you're absolutely right um you know everything worked really well uh just the, and it, the shots as as it moved across as well while she was just doing all this fighting it did it looked really well not trying to undersell it just <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah um there's one thing i wanted to mention and this seems like as good a point as any in this we see the scene of her running and then fighting and then she throws the the kit back in and then you see the reavers drag her out as the door closes yeah and then there's another scene you see her fighting and then at the end you see the door open and she's standing there i think the scene of her fighting takes away from the moment of the door opening interest okay expand okay so you see you see her get dragged out and the door closes in your head you're like okay well she that's it she's done yeah. She's been taken. And then at the and then you hear some like the you hear some fighting noises and so you can assume like she's fighting for her life. Mm-hmm. But then they show you her fighting and winning and then it's so it's not a surprise when the door opens and she's the one standing there by herself. They completely ruined that moment by giving us showing us what's inside of that room. If they had not done that, it would have been a much, much better moment. But then we wouldn't have seen the choreography. I see but, what you're no, saying. But, they, but yeah. that's the thing. They showed us the choreography. They showed that when, earlier, they, yeah. they showed that when she first goes out there to grab the stuff. I see what you're saying. But like, as soon as they bring her in, they should not have shown anything else from the fight until the end when the door opens and it's just her victorious. I understand. I could see that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. It, it it could have been a fun, exactly, a missed opportunity where you're just you're just hearing all these crazy noises. Maybe like a slow dolly in to that door. Like, what yeah. the fuck's gonna happen? They're gonna bust through. They're gonna bust through and up. And then it, if it opens with just her in her badass pose, which she has, but because we, had, you're right, because we we cut into it and we see it, it's like, well, that's it. You're right. It's not. It takes away from the badassitude of that one shot. <laughs> right. Uh, that's a new so. word. Badassitude. Badassitude. I, like yeah. I don't think that's the first time Adam's used that word. <laughs> Probably uh, not. Well, it's the first time I've heard it, and that's the there name of go. your next podcast. Badassitude. <laughs> yeah, badassitude. <laughs> um, so we did kind of just skip a little bit over Mal, who has this battle with the operative. Oh, sorry. So uh, and they kind of go back and forth. They have a good little fight. Now, what lets Mal you know, take advantage and actually win is 
The operative tries to use this paralyzing thing that we saw earlier against that one doctor um, and who he had him fall on his sword. He's going to do the same, you know, thing that he's probably done to, you know, 20,000 people. And he's just, you know, he he likes he's a little theatrical. We know it. He (laughs) he enjoys his shit. Yeah. But this time, because of Mal and him being in the war, shrapnel like kind of ruined those nerves for him. It didn't work for him and he was still able to move and so he got the jump on the operative and he's able to kind of incapacitate him and he kind of traps him in that area while he sets the video to play and instead of killing him he has him sit and watch because we know because he knows that the operative you know fully just blindly follows the alliance and he's he wants to show the whole world including the operative that the alliance is evil right uh, is the nerve thing something that was mentioned earlier because i couldn't remember that because i felt like that was something that was not paid off unless i missed something no. it was not mentioned by mal and i don't remember that from the series that doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't mentioned in the series but i feel like that was that was the one thing that should have paid off somewhere hmm. it should it should have been set up yes. somewhere it should have been like oh. you know maybe maybe i don't know maybe someone was giving him a massage or maybe someone like yeah, it, punched it, him it in there and was like oh, I, I can't feel anything there anyway and or something yeah. he, one little line it wouldn't have had to be a big moment just something yes. to set that up for later i agree yeah kind of like if you were clued in you were clued in on the joke at the end yeah and, yeah yeah i got you yep exactly and i and i don't remember one at all so Mm-mm. okay all that happens we see the alliance coming in after the great looking, you know, shot of uh, River with her axe and sword and, you know, all the blood from all the Reavers. Then these alliance people bust in. Um, but the operative who has just kind of, I guess, been his mind's been changed. He calls off the attack. He kind of quickly shifts from being very blindly faithful to the alliance to, I guess, having his eyes opened um, and letting them live. So so then. Uh, we get some sad music, and we kind of get some closure <laughs> on the de- on the deaths of Mr. Universe, Book, and Wash, and we kind of get their little headstones. Yeah, and uh, um, Zoe Zoe's outfit in this is woo like it was yeah. that was powerful actually <laughs> what she was wearing. It's and like, the way a, like a white dress, something like that. Yeah, it was it was white, and it was like uh, mm-hmm. it was like very intergalactic dress. <laughs> planetary, awesome. planetary, intergalactic. Yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. What? Uh, I agree. Awesome. Yeah, you look good. Um, and then we uh, kind of go into like this kind of little montage of them fixing up Serenity. We see Kaylee gets her sex with Simon. <laughs> good for her. And then, and then, and then, what do we very see? Creep- yeah, very creepily, we see River popping in and watching. <laughs> From the top of the ceiling. Yeah, she can yeah, do that. She, she's a, mm-hmm. We kind of get a little scene here of the operative confronting Mal and them kind of having an amicable, amicable split. You know, non, you know, he's kind of saying almost like a thank you for opening my eyes, but, you know, they're probably going to still come after you and that kind of shit. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, we're we're good. We're good. G, I don't know, homie. <laughs> wow. Did they you don't just really say, say He doesn't say that. G? G? Is that a thing? Is that still a thing? Is G, G used to be a thing. Thank I you very much. I know it did. I used to use it myself. I'm not that young. Damn. But like, I don't know if you can still use it today. Thanks, shouty. Yeah. Well, no, you can't. That's why it's a nostalgia podcast because I live in the past. All right. I My mind has not uh, gone past, you know, 2001, honestly. It shouldn't. So. Just stay there. No, exactly. <laughs> And so now as the ship is set to depart, Inara, uh, she kind of, you know, has a nice little back and forth with Mal. You know, she might be joining. We see that even their relationship might turn into something. Mm -hmm. Um, But because we love each other, that's because they love each other. 
<laughs> We're all excited about that. Yeah. We see Mal kind of taking River under his wing uh, to kind of, you know, teach her, and she's going to start piloting the ship and stuff like that. Um, they take off, and we get a funny – because it's Joss Whedon, and it's this this show, you get a funny little moment of as their plane flies off or as uh, Serenity flies off, a piece of the ship kind of flies off, and Mal says, What was that? <laughs> and it's just it's just kind of funny. Cuts the black. So good. Because it's a piece Roll of junk. Credit. You know, it's a it's a piece of junk <laughs> ship. And that's, that's part awesome. of the humor. So all that was all pretty good. Um, <laughs> I'd love to start with Tess. I mean, this was the show that you called out. How about you give us your final thoughts on everything Serenity and I'm sure we'll, you know, everything Firefly and et cetera. Um, I freaking love this show. I'm curious. I wonder if anybody's done like research into what has spawned from this show because it was so different. It was like East meets West. And then they Mm -hmm. added like new language, like like top to bottom costumes are great, blah, blah, blah. But like this, like you said before, the story was like gooey and each character we all fell in love with. Everybody, like there is not, everybody's so dynamic in there. There's not a character that you cannot connect with. Like there's Mm -hmm. something that's just relatable characters. Um, Yeah, I freaking loved it, dude. I want to watch it all the way through every year, once a year. It's just good. (laughs) I loved it. Uh, John, how about how about your final thoughts? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think I actually enjoyed it more this time than I did probably the first time I watched it, maybe like ten years ago. Yeah, I mean, not, there's not much I have to add that hasn't already been said. The characters are great. The story is great. It is something I wish we had had more of. Yeah, mm-hmm. but would it have ruined the nostalgia part of it if we got more? Like, do you think you would have been ruined? You know, what no. I, mean? I I think I think if we gotten like a good three to five seasons out of it, I think it would have been a lot better. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I think three seasons would have been perfect, um, yeah. honestly. Kind of take this story from Serenity, expand it out even more, and take it to like two extra seasons and finish it off like that. I would be very, extremely happy. And I was still very, 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 very happy with this show. Um, the the writing in this film, as I mentioned a million times, that to me is that's the cream of the crop with, with how this show and what makes it so good. I do want to call I love the way that they change things up particularly with the ending of this movie. When I thought, I thought the first time I saw it, I thought Mal was going to like decapitate the operative when he had him taken care of and done. And instead he's like, no, I'm going to fucking keep you alive. And I'm going to kind of quote unquote, show you the light um, and just do kind of something different. Kind of shows the little bit of the heart that he has or how much, you know, he still has that battle between the Alliance, you know, that he's trying to take them down even a little bit. And I mm-hmm. thought that was good. It was a little bit refreshing. It wasn't like the same kind of normal thing that we see all the time. There's so much more story to be told even at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels unfinished. And I think that is why it still, even with after this film, people, you didn't get all the closure that you wanted with this film. And so people still crave more of it. And I think that was very fitting. I think the way that they ended the, sh- the movie with them still going off and, you know, still being, you know, there's going to be more adventures in their lives. We know this and I kind of want to see those. Yeah. I think that was a fitting way to do it because they had to end the show that way because they weren't given anymore. And so they're like, you know what? We're still going to leave our people wanting more because they, they know they could never wrap everything up in two hours. And so I thought that worked really really well um we mentioned them before but the pacing of this of this movie and the editing of it i think had some problems where it went a little too fast and we didn't get to slow things down like the show obviously would have done and so i think those two two more seasons would have totally done it i would have loved to get 
you know, for each of those seasons, like a single book episode and learn more about him and what he was, would have done and, and how he could have like, you know, helped them with stuff um, even more. Uh, but for what this show was, for what this movie was, it was so fucking good. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. Okay. So expand your imagination here. What story would you have wanted to expand on if there was a season two? Like, what do you think they could have gone off of? What would be the next big part of it? Because they wrapped up River. Like, she's pretty much wrapped up. Well, yeah. But, I mean, what I would have wanted is them to, you know, never have this movie and yeah. to have had oh. to had the two seasons, but to tell this similar story in those two seasons spread out. Like, just let everything breathe, have more book, tell more of his backstory, and get some more of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm fine with, you know, him dying at the end as well, but, like, I would have wanted to see... Why, if he was such a big alliance guy, how come the alliance was was so quick to kill him? Right, that's true. At, at the end, yeah. like what there, I would love to see. So, I mean, I'm totally fine with this story. I just wanted, I want it to be more fleshed out within multiple seasons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to rewatch every episode and not just, you know, the the two that I did for this for the podcast. And so, um, yeah, this is this is a great call, Tess. You did. You done good, kid. Yay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, all right. And now we'll move on to uh, another fun little bit. Our recasting. Yes. This episode of the Blast From Our Past podcast is not brought to you by... New Nerf Firefly Tech. Now when the lights go down, it's on. With glow-in-the-dark technology, clips that charge your discs and darts, so they glow in the dark like never before. And light up the night. Nerf Vortex Lumitron and N-Strike Raven with new Firefly tech. Each sold separately. Batteries not included. Available now. It's Nerf or nothing. All right. Now we're going to do the casting portion of the show. As we mentioned at the top, we're going to be recasting uh, all of the characters from Firefly, at least all the main characters, of which there are nine of them. So there are nine characters. There are three of us. I'm going to move through this fairly quickly. <laughs> Yeah, that could this could take like an hour if we like did a full discussion of each thing. But yes. it's super important for the world. It, it is important. And you know what? This show I mean, I don't know if the show probably doesn't need a rebooting no, I because agree. it's really good as it is and I don't think they're going to improve upon it. So, this doesn't need to happen, but it's honestly I'm, I'm I had fun thinking about it. Right. I think that's why we do these because I think it's it's even if it's something that doesn't need to be rebooted, it's fun to <laughs> speculate. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do everyone in the main cast, which was uh, Captain Reynolds, Zoe, Wash, Inara, Jane, Kaylee, Simon, River, and Shepard Book. Now, before we get started, I'm going to tell you guys, I did something a little different with how I casted this. I kind of set myself as a challenge for it. I only casted people who are the exact same age as the original cast was at the time that Firefly came out. Ooh. Oh, okay. So it it severely limited my choices because I only went with people who were born on a certain year okay. for a certain yeah. character, uh, and I I basically did a one to one casting. Like I, mm-hmm. not necessarily somebody who looked like them, but somebody who kind of basically just fit the same profile. So okay, um, I came up with some interesting choices because of it. So I'm sure there's going to be some that you don't like, 
because they're probably mm. better choices, but within my given parameters, it felt like the best choice for me. Smart. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. All right. Interesting. So let's go, uh, let's work backwards from the list that I just gave you. So we're going to start with Shepard Book. Adam, why don't you start us off? Book, obviously, you know, very stoic, very smart, um, calm, uh, uh, you know, at almost all times. Uh, I was trying to figure out, you know, who I wanted and, and, um, just some, someone came to my mind that I was just like, man, I can't, I cannot get off you. You, I think would be perfect. I've used him in a cast before, uh, but it wasn't, he was way back. I think in our episode, it's our He-Man episode. Um, I made him my man at arms and I think he would be a perfect stoic shepherd book. I went with Ken Watanabe, um, as my shepherd, uh, as book. I think he he's from Last Samurai. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor, you know, uh, older gentleman, but so is book, obviously. And I think he could give the gravitas that I would want for it. Okay. That's interesting. That is an interesting show. I mean, I love Ken Watanabe. So, I mean, you could, mm-hmm. you could have cast him as River and I would have been like, yes. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> good choice. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Tess, who'd you go with? I said LeVar Burton because he's oh. like, oh. he's just, I don't know. He's a knowledgeable dude. And every time he talks, you're like, Teach me something, man. You know, he's at that he's at that right age too. He's you know yeah. he's, he's he's a little older now. He's got the cred, nerd cred. That's good too. I haven't seen him do too much acting though really recently. Me neither. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. So what about I mean, you? I oh. I believe we're going to be seeing him maybe in the Picard series. I think there's probably rumors oh. that he might show up there. Oh, so we'll see because that's coming cool. out. That's this week actually. How are they doing that? Are they okay? So I mean that. So by the time this episode comes out. Picard will probably already be out, yeah. um, but are they just doing like you know de aging for all these people or what? No, no, no. It like, it takes place like like it takes place not now, but but they're supposed they're supposed to. So they are old. They're just old yeah. people. They're yeah, even they're just older. older. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought it was for some reason I saw I saw like a a, a picture and it looked like they de aged Picard, and so I thought he they made him look much younger. No, 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 no. He's that he's was just older. Makeup. Retired. They kicked his makeup too much. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, as I said, I gave set myself uh, certain parameters. Actually, for Shepard Book, it helped because, or not that it helped, but it helped that the character was older because most of the actors that I had to choose from were much more familiar to me. So um, mm-hmm. I actually went with the actor Isaiah Washington. Oh, Isaiah Washington is a good actor. I like that. I like that call. He was from uh, Grey's Anatomy back in the day, right? Yeah, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. He was in the 100 when that was on. The one, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, okay. he's been around a while. I think, he, I think he'd work well. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so next on my list I have River. Do you want to save River for closer to the end, or do you want to go ahead and do River now? Mm. Your call, Tess. Uh, I don't care. Um, All right, well, let's just go ahead and knock it, knock it out. Then I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't. The only one that I feel like we need to put a little bit more weight on is probably Captain Reynolds, Malcolm, yeah, since absolutely. he's the lead. Yeah, yeah. So everyone else will just kind of keep on that list. So uh, Tess, why don't you start us off with who you picked for River? I picked good old Kristen Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> like forty-year-old like, Kristen Stewart? <laughs> she's not forty. She's like thirty, I think. But um, yeah, she's like skinny and for our seventeen-year-old River. <laughs> yeah, she's like skinny and scrawny and emotional and. I don't know if she could do badass moves like River, but uh, or Summer Glau, but yeah, I pick her. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with emotional. Everything I've seen her doing, she seems pretty <laughs> devoid of emotion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she is in that um, Charlie's Angels, so maybe she got some training in in martial arts through that. So maybe she could oh. do some of those moves. Yeah. 
I stand by my decision. So I'll give you that. Okay. But I, 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 I will give you. I think she's got the look for it. I do not think yeah. she has the acting chops for it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a well. I mean, huge River fan. doesn't. It's not, not like Summer Glau had to do tons of acting. She was just kind of quiet for most of it, and she barely said a you know a couple words here and I there. I feel like yes, she but, did a shit ton she did, of acting. Yes, but I think well, most of the acting she did was like through her facial yeah. features yeah. and her motions. And I've never seen Kristen Stewart make more than one face. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> well, all right. Fuck you guys. Next. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think I think she's and I mean obviously so you're going with a 30 year old River. Uh, you want a little bit. <laughs> older maybe she could probably play she 25 looks, kristen River stewart was, still looks pretty young yeah summer glau is like she's 40 now and she um i don't know 40 something i think and so she was like she wasn't yeah. that she was young 20 she, she was 24 when yeah, she, was she was 24, 24 when the movie came out so that means she was probably 21 when the show yeah shot and yeah. stuff she wasn't 17 so no she wasn't oh my <laughs> gosh all the sass i love it <laughs> oh i bring the sass <laughs> all right uh i'll jump in with mine um i'm not gonna set up too much because i told you all the reason for my session uh, but i did pick somebody who is going to be starring in her own tv show um as part of the cw Arrowverse. verse uh mm. i picked the new star girl was breck basinger Oh, I don't know her. I don't even know Stargirl. That sounds so exciting, though. Okay. What What else has she been in? Um, She was in not much else as far as... Uh, Stargirl. So is she older she was now? In like, she was in the... No, she's she's the same age now as okay. mm-hmm. Summer Glau was at the time that the... She was 21. Gotcha. Um, she was is... in the School of Rock TV show. She's wearing a Captain America thing. That's Stargirl. <laughs> Stargirl's Captain America? <laughs> it's a DC Sorry. thing. Ask, ask uh, Jonathan about it. I'll have to. Okay. I mean, I'm sure they'll. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do a dual episode. Okay. All right. I, I've, yeah, I've never seen anything she's in. She is a young female. There you I go. Will give you that. <laughs> yeah. You can't lump them all into one category, man. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm not. I'm not being sexist when I said that. Oh, I'm just you're saying, a young female. You could play. Could, have you ever seen Firefly? Because you could play River. I was stating facts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I've never seen her so I'm not I can't make any comments I'm just stating the two facts that I know is that she she well she looks female and she is of that age okay <laughs> she's right. the two things that were a requirement for the part <laughs> yes yeah alright who'd you go with Adam I went with actually a young female surprisingly <laughs> I was like oh you're a young female you can do this I'm just kidding uh, no I picked my river was probably the second person I cast because I was like, all right, I know who the hell I want for because of I've seen her acting chops and I think she's a really good little actress and I thought she'd be perfect for River. How about that? How about that? Let's hear it. Yeah. Better be good. She's actually a little bit younger, so maybe she'll have to play up to 17 because I think she's only 15 right now. I went with Daphne Keene as my River. Oh, I love she's that a, pick. I love she's a little pick. badass. She was in Logan. She was X-23. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think she would be, I mean, she basically already played something similar. She would be, I think, awesome. Yeah, she's in She's in a TV show now with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. My wife watches that show. It's not bad, actually. It's a pretty decent show. I've watched a couple episodes. I I love that call. Uh, Cool. Yeah, that was a good one. Fine. All right. (laughs) All right, so let's move on to uh, Dr. Uh, Simon Tam. Um, I'll jump in with mine. Uh, I will admit that uh, out of the choices I had, I picked mine just because he, I think he had the right look. I'm not particularly sure how good his acting chops are. However, he does kind of bec- come from Hollywood royalty, so maybe that will help him. I chose Patrick Schwarzenegger. Oh, okay. Ooh. Um, 
has he has he done much and acting? He's, he's been in a, uh, he's been in a good bit of stuff. He's been acting, you know, okay. for a little bit. So, you know, nothing nothing huge. He's been in a, like a mini series. Is you know done bit parts here and here in different movies and stuff. So it's not like he's completely new to it. But uh, I think he's got the right look. He looks like a goof. He does. <laughs> well, then Man, that would having... fit your Simon, wouldn't it? It would. Yes, it would. I'm just. But I'm just saying for having for having the perfect Adonis of a father, looking <laughs> just like such a douche, a doofy dude as he is. That is just kind of interesting. There, there is. Uh, it's no secret how much Adam loves Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love me some Arnold. <laughs> oh. All right, Adam, so who'd you go with? Uh, so uh, you know, I didn't. I'm not a fan of this guy, uh, Simon, <laughs> the, the character. And so he was. A, he was an afterthought for me. Um, honestly, after I got my river and which I was really excited about, I was just like, okay, I want someone who could play your older brother. And so, um, Daphne Keene was born in Spain. So I wanted someone else who has some kind of Spanish heritage to, to kind of tie into at least kind of like to, to seem like you could play, um, siblings. And so he's older, probably 24 or something right now. And, and the doctor always looked a little younger than everyone else to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought he fit in kind of with the Adrian I was looking for. I don't fully know if this guy has the acting chops because I've never watched Wizards of Waverly Way in the Disney show. Waverly Place. Wizards what, oh, of my, Waverly <laughs> Place. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I went with a guy named Jake T. Austin as my as my Simon. Simon. I Is thought that he the brother, had a, the brother in Wizards of Waverly Place, right? I have. I, I told you I've never seen it. <laughs> I have. <laughs> I have no idea, but. He is an actor, and uh, I think he has the the look that I, he looks like he could be plenty douchey for what I want for my Simon. <laughs> he's got and, 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 he's got the look. I'll give you that. Yeah, and and he and he can be Daphne Keene's older brother. I'm, that's that's kind of all I needed to check off my list. Okay. Well, I went with um, the Zach. I went with Zac Efron, but like High School Musical Zac Efron, where he's like young and quiet <laughs> and naive. I'm like, they got something there with Zach. So I'm just gonna roll with it. I'm I'm casting him in the role he's already cast in uh-huh. in flashback. <laughs> okay, that's 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 not how this works, but <laughs> get out. You know what? I make up the rules. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. Okay, so I mean, we could do you could do Zac Efron now, but if he kind of grosses his hair back out, how he did with the um, High School Musical, how he kind of brushed into yeah. in front of his face and shit. Oh yeah, that was kind of cheesy douchey. So <laughs> right? sure. I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't I think, think Simon's douchey. That's just you. But go on. We definitely get a, 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 a built yeah. Simon. Maybe, yeah. he, maybe he'd be a little bit more of a, a badass. He'd be cut. Yeah. He would be, yeah. Be very, he'd be a lot more top. <laughs> no, granted, in the movie, when he was topless, when he had his shirt off and with the casein, I'm like, okay, props, right. man. He looks pretty good. He, 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 he honestly had a pretty good build he was hiding something under all those those nice vests and stuff that he wore earlier mm-hmm. yeah he knew he was going to be topless so <laughs> I, I i do like the callback to the show on that one so you know good job tess there you go you. <laughs> all right let's move on to kaylee uh yeah. someone who actually I really came to enjoy uh tess once you start us off with that so i just didn't uh obviously because um i'm going back in time with zach efron being like a young zach efron so um i think that a young chirpy reese witherspoon would be a good kaylee just like because she kind of has like that twangy part about her and like but she the only thing about her that i don't think that that kaylee uh, that reese witherspoon could be is like the horny part of kaylee which i think is the funniest Mm. part (laughs) yeah that's definitely yeah that's a good bit of her comedy yeah, it'd be but funny Kaylee's to hard. see. Yeah, yeah, see if she could try. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's mine. That was hard. That was actually the hardest one because like Jules, um, slate state. State. She's she's yeah. literally Kaylee. She will always be Kaylee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's got a perfect little innocent. It's, honestly, it's, as as weird as it sounds, like her face just comes across very innocent looking. But like she she just plays it perfectly. It is kind of hard to separate her from Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So. All right, Adam, who'd you go with? I kind of also had a, a difficult time with my Kaylee and I just kind of ended up picking an actress who I, I quite like as an actress. Um, she, she, I don't think she has the perfect innocent and sweet, but also kind of also naive, um, but also horny of everything that is Kaylee. I'm not sure this actress is that, but right. she could because she's a great little actress. I loved her as a kid in true grit. She was awesome. Oh. I never saw the movie, but I never saw Bumblebee, but she is really coming into her own as an actress. Uh, so I'm with Haley Steinfeld. That's a great call. Kaylee. I, th- I actually, that's actually a great call. I like that. The only thing I'm worried about her is that she's becoming too much of like a Gen X person where she's like lip singing her new songs and stuff. And now she's uh, like, I don't know. If, yeah, I mean, she's yeah. she's become like a big singer, right? But is she so is she doing like an Ashley Simpson thing where she has to lip sync everything in front and she won't actually just sing? Yeah, she's very like, uh, what's it called when they fix your voice? They tune it or like auto tune, auto tune it. Yeah, you could tell. Gotcha. So just just keep True Grit in your brain. That's yeah. yes, she was yeah. great. She was fantastic in True Grit. Yeah, she actually wasn't bad in Bumblebee either. Yeah, which I, I never saw, but yeah. she's 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 good actress though. So uh, I went with someone who. Uh, may seem a little off for Kaylee, but uh, out of the choices I had, I thought it was the best. Um, Adam, I think you actually cast her recently in something we did. I can't remember what it was. Um, I actually went with Moana herself, Auli Carvalho. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. I did cast her in our last casting, actually, John. She she was my uh, Dorothy in our remake of Wizard of Oz. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, there you go. That's good. I like. I obviously like her. I think that's a cool call. I'm cool with that. All right. Maybe she can sing some songs for us as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> great. Yeah. All right. Moving on up to Jane. Adam, who'd you go with Jane since you like Jane so much? I, oh, Jane is awesome. Um, and I I had trouble casting my Jane because you got to find someone who is, you know, Adam Baldwin is, is a tall dude. He's like 6'4". Um, you, need, you need someone who's kind of imposing but also doofy. Uh, he is just so doofusy, and I, you love that about him. <laughs> I, I couldn't get someone that I perfectly liked, but I did. I picked an actor who I liked a lot, and I want to see him in more things. And so, he definitely plays more of like a, I don't know, leading man in a kind of an asshole role, mm-hmm. um, particularly in Agents of Shield in like the first five seasons. But he's tall; he's like six four as well, and he's got a good, pretty built body. So I think he could kind of has that slightly imposing nature that. Um, Jane had on the show. I went with Brett Dalton, who plays Grant on Agents of Shield. Okay, oh. that's a that's a pretty good call. Yeah, he's he's not doofusy, but he'll hopefully he can play it up at least in the other roles I've seen him. So yeah, okay. Uh, Tess, who'd you go with? Okay, so I went with someone. This one again was very hard, very difficult. Um, but let me just say his name and then justify it. Okay, okay. I think Dax Shepard should play Jane, but like Dax Shepard with like. He he, but imagine him with like way more attitude and scruff. It, it, nobody's ever gonna do it like Adam Baldwin, but right. like Dax would put his own like comical asshole spin on it. I I don't hate that. I don't okay. hate that. I think it, I think if uh, if Dax put on some bulk a little bit, it didn't have to be a lot of bulk. But if he put on a little bit of more bulk, I can see him playing that that style. I don't hate that call. Okay, it's it wouldn't be Adam Baldwin style. It would be the way that right. Dax would translate of it. Course. But I think it would still we would still love him, or hopefully you would love him. <laughs> right. 
Maybe you'd make John love him because I don't care for that call at all. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm trying to think. Of, I just don't care for Dax Shepard, man. You just uh, don't like him because he's because he's married to your girlfriend. Damn straight. Oh, I really, exactly. I should have. Man, I love me some Kristen Bell. I wish I would have given her that sloth. She would have dumped <laughs> him and then jumped over to me. But uh, oh, he's, man. yeah, he's definitely got the goof. The goofy side, uh, I'll give you that. Kind of dumb. He's kind of he can play. Dumb yeah, really he's definitely good. definitely can play dumb. Definitely play goofy, and uh, yeah, he needs to become more imposing because I like that aspect about Jane. So maybe maybe if he put on some bulk, I'll yeah, yeah I'll, I'll begrudgingly <laughs> let it slide. <laughs> For me, this one was kind of fun actually because it it turned out that the the age worked out so that they were born the same year that I was born. Oh, so nice. It was all actors who are my age. So uh, there were some interesting people I could have gone with, but I think out of the selections I said, I think this guy would have worked the best because I kind of saw him do something similar in the Kingsman sequel, The Golden Circle. Um, he's a big name, so it'd be a little weird for him to be in this part, but I think he'd work. I actually went with Channing Tatum. Okay, if he could dumb it down... Yeah, I could see that. Because he did play like a yeah. dumb cowboy in some movie that I am not think I can't think of right now. I could see that. Yeah. It would be like a Channing Tatum spin on it, though, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that call. I mean, yeah, he, he he can totally be imposing. He's definitely can play doofusy, And he'll play up the comedy aspect. He's really become a big comedy. This is similar enough with Zac Efron as well. Like, they've kind of really swerved into the comedy as, as opposed to becoming more leading man and like... That mm-hmm. kind of thing where you kind of expected yeah. with both of them. And they did maybe a little bit of stuff, but then they both like they turned into comedy hard and they seem to be really enjoying it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, John, not not yeah. hating that. Call. OK. All right. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, let's move on to Anara. I'm going to jump in with this one. And I'll be honest, I had a hard time with the selection that I had picking who I thought would work. Because Marina mm-hmm. Baccarin just is perfect for that role. So, uh, but I went with somebody who's well known. Well, she's sort of well known, but I think she's more of an internet sensation than was she actor. But she was she's known for being an actress. Um, I actually went with Bella Thorne. Ooh, she's crazy though. She should be. Yeah. Living, honestly, now that I'm thinking about <laughs> she's it, she's fucking nuts. Yeah, she's young. She's like, wasn't she like a Disney girl yeah. at some point? Yeah. Like one of the yeah. Uh, but I have heard that she's kind of nuts, nutter butters. <laughs> so. <laughs> She would be know, like a maybe. crazy whore sex lady. <laughs> <laughs> different. Totally. She'd be different. in that whorehouse in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. But the whole the whole empowering part of that character and just even like that entire I don't know, just the way that they do that um profession is that it is a high class thing. That it is, you know, um it's not just a crazy whore. It's a no, you are a classy person and you are a professional um so it'd be interesting if she could re- if bella thorne could remove her crazy whore ways maybe <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> wow damn uh, I just, you just lost 10 listeners just now they were like click uh, i love bella i'm out of here uh, <laughs> you're the one i was just you used to crazy no but you whore. see you can't say that no i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> damn it i'm just kidding that's all, all right. right uh tess who'd you go with i went with carrie washington because oh. I loved her in Scandal, and she was like very slow and sexy kind of person, yeah. very very careful with her words, very like every single word that she said was very meaningful and genuine. Um, she was in Scandal. She's been in a lot of films lately. Mm-hmm. I can't blinking. But do you, you guys yeah, know who Carrie Washington in, is? Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. She's a great actress. I think personally, I think she's a little bit older 
than I'd want oh, my yeah. Inara to be. Yeah. But I mean, that being said, you know, I loved her in Django. Yes. Yep. Oh, so. she's in Django. so good. Yeah. I'll, I'll give yeah. you a thumbs up for that one. Woo. Okay. I agree with John. Just probably a little, little bit older than what I would cast, but she's not, she's a great call. She's, she could fit the, um, personality yeah. probably perfectly yeah, yeah absolutely so. all right adam yeah. uh i stuck very similar and and my actress actually is i guess only six years younger than carrie washington so not that much younger um but i stuck very similar to i think the acting and the kind of the the look of marina baccarin uh, i've got a big name but she is fantastic and i think she would do some great things um with this role i went with mila kunis Ooh, as my okay Inara. yeah for sure yeah i like mila mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, she popped in my mind when I was thinking about who to cast. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, she pops in my mind a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I set you up for that one. <laughs> Listen, we don't we don't need to reenact the scenes with Jane. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in my bunk, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's move on to our, our, we still got three more. We're yeah. going to move pretty fast. All right, okay, let's I'm go to yes. Wash. Adam, who'd you pick? You're not going to beat. Alan Tiddick. You're just yeah. not. He was Wash. He was absolutely fantastic. But I, I tried to go with someone who you got to have someone who's very good with comedy, um, who's funny, who can kind of be quick witted when needed. Uh, I went with an actor who he was very funny on the show Workaholics, but I absolutely also really loved him in Righteous Gemstones. I think he would be a fun comedic uh, addition to my team. I went with Adam Devine as that's my wash. Actually Ooh. really good. Actually, that's yeah. that's damn good. That's way better than mine. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's an interesting call. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Adam Devine, but his personality does fit the role. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I will give you that. I'm just not a cool. personally a big fan of his, but I'm not going to let that okay. stop. So. All right, well, then, Tess, who'd you go with? I said a young Chris Pratt before Guardians of the Galaxy, before <laughs> he was famous. Just like, you know, but I like, actually, yeah. I like so what, Adams. What I'm getting is we need a yeah. time machine to make your movie. Yeah, for yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's not going right. to I mean, be yeah. a reboot no, you're, anyway. You're not, you're, you're not wrong. He, a young Chris Pratt would be great for that. <laughs> yeah, like he the, would be. He would have been really good the humor you know yeah <laughs> what about you john uh so mine this is where this my selection process actually kind of nipped me in the butt a little bit because um i was limited to who i could pick and out of the sort of the the big three names um oddly enough uh, both alan tudyk and nathan Fillion were born in the same year Oh. Um, so I had a I when I was casting those two guys, I kind of looked at everyone to see you know who fit what personality. I don't necessarily think I picked. I don't think I found someone that really encaptures Wash, but I have seen him do some comedic stuff recently, and it would be a little bit different than Alan Tudyk. So, but it would kind of make it his own. This is going to seem like a really weird pick, um, but I actually went with Daniel Radcliffe. Interesting. He does a lot more comedy stuff now uh recently yeah, yeah. so I, I i think i think he could probably do it that'd be interesting yeah yeah because wash was like he was very not dehumanized de man i don't know he uh, like compared to zoe he was like yes yeah thank you yeah emasculated yeah, and not in a bad yeah. way of like i think in a, zoe made it like an empowering way she like she loved the fuck out of him but like yeah. like daniel radcliffe would be a very like mousy kind of squirmy wash but that still might <laughs> fit in to what he was, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's if, not a uh, bad choice. Did you see the show Miracle Workers? I didn't. Nor did I. No, he was on that, and he, he was pretty funny in that, I will admit. Okay. 
but it's oh, it's awesome. it's a different kind of funny than how Alan Tudyk is. So it would be a different watch, that's for sure. Right, right, right. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on to Zoe. Uh, Tess, yeah. who'd you go with? I picked Westworld's greatest Evan Rachel Wood because okay. she's a freaking badass, and I think yeah. she could totally fill that role. Even though the lady, the lady, the girl who plays Zoe is amazing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yes. um, if you're gonna choose a badass girl, it'd be Miss uh, Miss Wood. <laughs> she is badass, and she kind of in Westworld, she is kind of you know cold, and mm-hmm. um, particularly in that season two, she's cold and and just harsh and badass. And you see her kind of honestly, yeah, leading an army really, and so it yeah. does kind of fit well with Zoe. I like that call. Huh. Okay, um, I'm gonna jump in with mine. Uh, before I just, I want to ask uh, Tess, are you a Doctor Who fan? I tried. I couldn't do it. Okay, that's fine. I don't know why. That's all right. It's not for everybody. Um, <laughs> so I uh, actually went with an actress who has been on uh, Doctor Who. She was on it in the, I think for a couple seasons, um, with Peter Capaldi before they changed to the new Doctor. Um, and at first, I didn't really like her character, but I actually grew to love her throughout that series. Um, and she played the character of Bill, and that was the actress Pearl Mackey. Is yeah. she the? She's not the new Doctor, right? No, no, no. She's not the doctor. She was a companion. Okay. She was oh. one of the companions. So why didn't you pick her for uh is like a companion, like a Nara companion? No, no, no. Like No, different. The, yeah. in, oh, okay. In okay. Doctor Who lore, there's the doctor and then he has somebody who's with them all the time and they call they always call them the companions. Okay. Yeah. I like her uh her look. I've never seen her, but I like her look. Yeah. I I've okay. never seen Doctor Who as well, but I will trust your judgment on that, John. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Adam? I went with an actress who I want to see in a lot more things. Uh, she's fantastic in Handmaiden's Tale. Uh, she was good in the good seasons of Orange is the New Black before it became oh, crap. Oh, I know who you're um, going to say. Yes. Yes. I, I think she's fantastic, and I think she she's a little, like, shorter than uh, than the actress who played Zoe is in the, in the actual show. But I think she could still bring... Um, she could bring the hurt, mm-hmm. I think, as yeah. well, because she's a great actress. I went with Samira Wiley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, that's yeah. A one. That's a good call. I like that, too. Okay. All right. Now the big one, Captain Reynolds. Woo. Malcolm, let's see what we got here. I'm going to jump in with mine for a couple reasons. Uh, one, again, I'm not entirely sure he particularly fits that same personality type, but out of the selections I had, I thought he was the best. Um, it came down to this guy and Nicholas Holt. And I just don't think mm. Nicholas Holt has that same sort of comedic chops. Yeah. But I did go with a Brit, and Adam, you're going to make fun of me because I've cast him a lot. Uh, I went with Taron Egerton. I you love did. him. <laughs> you, I love you him. like your Taron Egerton. Well, he, but he was he was the one that popped up on the on the choices I had. So he's good. Especially, he's funny. He was in the Kingsman too. Like he really does yes. take charge. I could see that. I could see that. He's funny. He's good looking. He's quick. He's got action chops. He's a good call for Mal. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, Adam, who'd you go with? We'll let uh, Tess end us out. Perfect. Um, I went with uh, the the one person who I thought was the right call for Captain Mal Reynolds. Um, I think he fits personality-wise absolutely perfectly. He's fantastic in everything he does. I've cast him a hundred times just like you have done with Taron Egerton. Um, I think he, he, he just encapsulated everything I wanted and... He was the absolute best part of the star of the solo movie that I didn't think was really all that great. And you need to see him captaining more ships. I went with Donald Glover as my Captain Ooh, Mal what? Reynolds. Yeah, um, actually, I could see that. That's yeah, actually that's good. good. I still haven't seen Solo, but uh, I did think I did think that Donald Glover as Lando was a spot on call. It's even though I haven't right seen call. it yet. Yeah, but 
it's one hundred percent the right call. And you know, every time he's on on screen, he steals it. And you're just like, I don't give a, any fucks about the solo guy. I want the Donald Glover Lando movie. This is what it should be. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. make Lando. <laughs> Can that yeah. be a movie? <laughs> that should have that should have been it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, that's so, great. Right. Go I'm ahead, sorry. Tess. End it up. <laughs> so, right. Finish this up. Let's wrap it up. Do something Let's big. Awesome. Up. We know okay. you got a wow casting here. Wow. wow. Oh, man. That's a lot of pressure. Um, no. Okay. So you, you guys weren't kidding that this could not be made today. And I didn't know those were the rules that it had to be made today. <laughs> I just. I, it seemed <laughs> obvious. Oh, did know, it? Because it wasn't. Well. I thought you could like <laughs> recast it like anytime. You know what? That makes it more fun. You should do it my way. Um, okay. So I chose a young undead Paul Newman from Butch Cassidy and the Signed oh, You went way oh. back. Yeah, I did. Holy okay. Shit. I was thinking like Wild West, one of the best like West movies with guns and the leader. Yeah. And I thought Paul Newman, the pasta you know sauce what? man himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for what you chose, Paul Newman from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is quite possibly my favorite Western of all time, with the possible exception of Blazing Saddles. And yes, I do consider that a Western. Eh, um, young Guns? I love you. You're not but he, he does have that same sort of swagger in that movie. So for what you were doing, that's actually a spot on perfect call. And I like that. Whew, okay. Okay. At least the last one was good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. That was our casting of Firefly. Woohoo! Please join us next week for another album review episode. John and Adam go over the American rock icon Tom Petty's 1994 album Wildflowers. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. everybody i'm Corey, and i'm zach and we're the hosts of podcasting after dark a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s often found on hbo and cinemax you know the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid you can find us every other week on apple podcasts spotify podbean and stitcher this is what you want this is what you get